0: We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 119. Suns fan here with Cinder, and we have a very special guest, Purge. Hello. Hello. Greetings, Purge. Greetings. Uh, I'm not sure if you're an avid We Say Things watcher slash listener, but. This is going to be the most awkward part of the episode where we give shout outs to our patrons and you just sit here silently listening and judging their oh, names. Okay? That's
2: perfect because I really need to change my headset battery and I thought there was going to be like an awkward <laughs> moment where it was really okay, important to, for me to hear what you So go ahead. I'll, I'll be all
0: right, Great. Cinderin, in. Are you ready? You do all of them today, Sharon. Great. Thanks for making me do all the work as usual. So thank you're you welcome. to Gwyn, the okayish Lord of Candles heroin Horse is the greatest third position Dota 2 player in the world. Disco Farm D, Mid Jakiro at TI. Mark my words. PS, love the ESL cast. Thank you. He's only talking to me since Cinder is not reading it out. Yeah, Vincent Darksea. All right, Purge is back, and you've only missed like four names. This is perfect. Oh, fuck. Uh, Mediocre Knight Artorius and his good boy Sif the Sword Dog. Semper Pie, Hakuna Matata, the guy in the chair, Esquire. Lucas Frankel, Commander Donut. I'm playing position 5 IRL. Bread Sheeran, Bonsai Wise Guy, Chicken Pot Pie. Chakar, playing against Wyvern on lane is so shitty his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. The Megapope, it's time to rhyme the Lime of Crime and time to water elephants TI in New Zealand. <laughs> Halfway done. Zan Xavier, Nate Thicko 01 Hamscroats. Bacon, truck driver falls asleep while driving, crashes into an oak tree, wakes up in Icebox defending b Sight alone. That's a Valent reference. Thank you for that. Uh, oh. I, find, I find that a sites a little bit more difficult to defend personally. Uh, Shark TM, Onion the Dog, Novi Panda, Dop Chosnek in Japanese is ninit, Niniku, as I am half Japanese, nothing to see here, underscore man, Ben Broomhead really wanted them to give back Doom's HP regen on Devour, now he's depressant, it's Ice Frog's fault. Sag, Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Dun Talk Anonymous, Buying My Friendship with Suns Fan for $30 a month, well done. <laughs> Peter, male giraffes take a mouthful of the female's urine to determine if she'd be a good mate, Nibling. Is that fucking true? That's weird Everything as fuck. Everything
1: he's posted so far has been true. Maybe this is the long con, and yeah. he posts one lie.
0: And last but not least, Perkadarc hopes he changes
2: it in time this time. Great, thank you. Uh, you know, the real question is, does the giraffe look you know, like what they look like when they drink water? Do they look just as goofy drinking female giraffe urine?
0: Do they drink it from the source or do they drink it off the ground? That's another great question. No, they bottle
2: it first and then the female giraffes hand it
1: to the male giraffes. Okay, got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Great question, Shannon. So
0: now (laughs) now that we're done with the awkward part, uh, Purge, uh, beginning of every guest episode is a rapid fire initiation. Okay, it's very important. We have to pass the test or else we just won't continue. Uh, I will give you two choices. And you quickly, without thinking, you choose one of the two. Okay? Oh, God. Okay. There's only only, uh, four.
2: It's very easy. It's going to be like, what's your favorite bodily function? Diarrhea or something else embarrassing?
0: That was Jenkins. Okay.
2: Which gender of giraffe drinks the other gender (laughs) of giraffe's urine? Okay.
0: Uh, uh, Here we go. Mustache or clean shaven? Mustache. Patch notes release or literal orgasm?
2: patch notes release
0: liquid meat or bacon
2: release right sorry liquid meat or liquid bacon Uh, No, liquid meat
0: or just bacon
2: oh liquid meat
0: yeah figures cake or pie pie okay thank you very much uh you've passed this arbitrary test although you got cake or pie horribly wrong
1: that's not Uh, wait how can you fail the test i thought it was about getting cake right it's completely arbitrary syndrome, but thanks for thanks for pie is us.
2: so much more multidimensional. Like uh, like cake is, like obviously there's some good variety there, but like it's pretty easy to fuck up a cake. I feel like and cake like is is pretty consistent and like consistency in your mouth. Some pie could be fruit pieces, it could be meringue, it could be oh. ice cream. It's could you're, you're fucking meringue you is fruit though, right? Uh, no, meringue is like a whipped. It's it's like a whipped but it's thing. lemon meringue. I mean commonly, yes. Alright, I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna going to say, say the, talking
0: about pie the, <laughs> like
1: some sort of complex dota strategy, but here we are.
0: The crust of pie is the word.
1: I hate it. I hate pie crust. That's what yeah, ruins That's us for like me. that's one of the best parts, Shannon.
2: Okay. You just don't get it. Yeah, so they really
0: I'm I'm glad okay. that you said liquid meat and not bacon, because I was gonna call you out for the bacon fiasco. We can talk
2: about bacon. I, I told Sin, I was like, next podcast, bring up bacon. Okay, and that's all you I'm, gotta say. I'm bring up bacon. The go ahead.
0: Go ahead it away do you
2: want me to should i give my version of the events first i
0: have already told this story but yes i would love the they would love the <laughs> okay
2: <of them. laughs> this is my version of the story uh to set the record straight yeah so uh we're we're at esl uh, we're in hamburg uh sorry cologne sorry we're in cologne at a hotel and uh both both of my uh my my uh fellow colleagues are uh on a keto diet basically so they are restricted in what they can eat and as a common trope, when Americans go other places that aren't America, they demand or ask uh, for things to be accommodated to them rather than just say, well, this is how they do things over here. Mm-hmm. So my colleague Sunsfan at 5 p.m. in the afternoon went up to the front desk and said, hey, and I don't I didn't hear exactly what he said, but I'm paraphrasing. Can you guys prepare bacon at the buffets in the morning? And the person said yes. And then Suns fan told us this. That's right. And I was embarrassed because I was like, why the fuck are you asking the front desk person to like make bacon? Like, they don't know what time you're going to come down for breakfast. You're just asking them to like stock bacon there at the buffet. Like, pretty universally, like most European like buffet type breakfasts breakfasts don't have bacon from what I've seen, unless you're at like a really, really, really nice hotel. Um, Really? That's how you know it's a nice
0: hotel, they have bacon.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, because they usually have like more entitled guests, you know, and they need to serve them that kind okay, of okay, Because sure, they're, sure. they're more expensive, right? Um, anyways, and I f- I felt uncomfortable doing this, and then me and Shannon had a a discussion that spanned approximately <laughs> six days uh, about whether it was socially appropriate or not to ask them for bacon. Right. And upon now, discussion, we both decided that be, walking to the, like being at the buffet and then asking a waiter there if they could prepare bacon is reasonable, but to like ask the hotel front desk was unreasonable. At least right. that was that was conclusion. That,
0: that is your conclusion, yes. I will just say that uh, asking the front Sounds desk, like the discussion when, didn't finish. when the buffet area is closed, who else am I asking at that point? All right. I just want to see, I just want to take the, the room temperature as it were to see if it's, a pr- again, very polite. And an how answer. many people would you say out of the dozens that we talked to about this have agreed with you on this subject matter?
2: The dozens that you mean the other like degenerates that other like, stream talent. and cast Dota for a living and barely know how to cook for themselves. Yes, they all agreed with you. Yeah, okay. most of uh, them, Would yes. you
0: include Effie in that degenerate category? I
2: don't, I don't remember. I don't. I don't remember what she said. Actually, she agreed I, with she, me.
0: Everyone agreed she, with me. Pardon. Yes.
2: Okay. I'm not so sure. This is probably one of those things where, like, when you have a discussion, <laughs> anything that sounds remotely like they agree with you, you're like your brain like really latches onto that. Oh my god. I, I don't. I don't remember being completely wrong. I, I I don't even think you should have talked to the, the lobby person. Like you can maybe ask like, hey, do you guys like I, d- like I would say something like, hey, uh, I know that this is incon- maybe inconvenient and maybe not your job. And then you can ask your question like, uh, hey, d- I don't know if you guys do any like tiny food orders. Like I, I really like bacon. I don't know if you guys have in some in the back that you say for really entitled American you guests know, or not. But like, is that a possibility? Do you think like if you're, I asked in the morning, don't em- have bacon?
0: The fact that you're embarrassed to ask for stuff at a hotel just fascinates me. The fact that bacon was on the menu <laughs> as well was it, just well, added we, to the like, hilarity of all this.
2: But there, was, there, were, there wasn't like a menu, right? We just sit down and go right, get at the buffet, buffet food.
0: Cinderin, right? do you have anything to say about this before we move on? I love bacon. Okay, thank you. Yeah, all right. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, man. That was, a, that was a really, really great discussion. We'll do uh, it again
1: some other day. Okay, yeah. so Purge. Can't wait for the next time. For
0: people that have been living under a rock, who the hell are you?
2: um
1: great work <laughs> i
2: am a uh, i'm an average 34 year old man who has been uh, making and streaming dota content for let me check the calendar 10 years and 7 months now so a very long time um and i make uh primarily guides and videos that focus on newer players to help them learn the game faster and uh, that's about it. That's a good summary. And I work as a as a talent as well. So I uh, work events um, as a caster analyst or weatherman. Um, and I think that just about covers everything, more or less. Okay. So mm-hmm. typically, what we do, as I've already
0: told you, but for people that are not familiar with the podcast that, or ha- are familiar with podcasts but haven't seen a guest episode, we talk about your life, okay, in chronological okay. order. So whatever you find interesting, which and at the end, we're going to have a trivia thing, which is going to be hilarious because it took you so long. To just think of basic trivia, uh, which is going to be, again, That's I can't wait for that. Holy shit. Um, okay, tell us about your your life early on. Where did you grow up? What games did you play before uh, Dota? All that stuff.
2: Well, I was born on August 17, wow. uh, 1987. Do you want to know my social security number too? If you want. I can sure. give you... It's one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine. I got really lucky. Wow. That, Dude, that is um, so lucky. No one would ever guess that. <laughs>
1: That's so far um, out.
2: Thanks. Um, let's see. I grew up in Wisconsin, which is a state in the Midwest. It's north of Chicago. So it's like got a nice mix of seasons. Um, so you know, I got that like uh not afraid of cold weather thing or not mm. a not a not afraid of any not hot weather thing that Shannon has going on. That's true. Mm-hmm. Wait, Cinder,
0: would you be able to point out wisconsin on a map you think
2: uh it's
1: in the united states right mm-hmm. that's right yeah you're right he Very said good. midwest so i could probably place it within like half the country <laughs> that's
2: pretty wide that's range sign. Right? i, I okay. also told you what major city was above too
1: yeah that's not yeah if you showed that. me where chicago was i would go north from there and then i would be you like, don't even know where there. chicago is
2: Yikes. okay no, probably not um but anyways um i have i have a older brother and a younger sister um uh, my dad's always been pretty nerdy into like uh he always liked Star Trek a lot and like mechanical things. Um, but um we played video games when we were younger and I um, had friends that played video games and it, it's basically always been like a major passion for, for my brother and I. So basically played games our whole life. Um, you know, I've played a variety of console games, um, PC games. Any highlights stuff like that? Any big highlights um my favorite games growing up were Smash melee was my favorite game for a long time. Um, I really liked Resident Evil 4 that came out when I was in high school. I hadn't played very many Resident Evil games, but like and I normally I stuck to multiplayer, but really liked that game um, but there's like a, a big mix of like other other uh, console games that I play with like neighborhood kids um, so lots of good highlights there. Uh, I really liked Halo a lot when I got later high school and then into college I played a lot of Halo land. That was really fun, just like destroying people. Um, And I was I was quite good. I wasn't like pro level or anything, but I was pretty good. I was like one of the best people on campus, that kind of thing. So wow. good memories from that.
0: Controller I FPS. I, I felt like too much yeah. of an elitist to jump on that bandwagon. It, it's just I mean, I, so different.
2: I played a little uh, PC FPS, but not much. I I think that's what it was, I guess, is that most of my online competitive days were like that was right when halo and xbox got really big so that was just the the game that i played and it wasn't until i washed out of that a little bit that i started playing dota again because i I dabbled in dota a little bit in high school like i remember playing for a couple weeks or something and then stopping for like years and i played in college a little bit and stopped again so dota specifically
0: or like warcraft specifically
2: um i mean i had played warcraft um and starcraft uh the first online multiplayer game i ever played was um I, was that the Was that one of the questions? I can't remember. You've already I forgotten the question. I, I was oh I was the trivia shower in prep for this. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I have a trivia question, and then I just completely forgot to send uh, it to you. That is not. So yeah, we're good to go. Good, good, good. That was when I was the first guy, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm already telling him one of my trivia questions. Well, sender
1: doesn't take. listen anyway, so that probably doesn't okay, even matter. Okay.
2: We've we've had an
1: instance where something was said during the whole talk, and then it was actually one of the questions, at least partially, and I didn't remember. <laughs> so you're <in> the clear. <laughs> okay, that's pretty
2: good. Um, but the first online game I played that was multiplayer was uh, the original StarCraft. So we played that on PC. Uh, my brother uh, was a little older than me, so he bought a PC with his his money, and he we used to play like Warcraft three customs as well. So you know, I've I've got experience with um, RTS type stuff certainly. Um, So, I always knew about custom games. I had played custom games on StarCraft Brood War. So, naturally, playing Dota was like really obvious when when we had Warcraft 3. So, yeah. I was familiar with the concept and everything. You didn't play Han, though, right? I never played Han, no. Uh, I think I'd seen like the logo before. That was about it. Yeah. It doesn't really attract people. What about the monkey? What about League? Uh, League, I remember when I was in college, I was playing Dota a lot at the time. Because that was like when I had like started playing Dota shitload, and I had a friend uh, that I knew in college who told me about League of Legends when it was like brand new, and Mm -hmm. he was telling me there's like this cool new thing, and it was really cool, and I should switch over. And I was like, "Eh, I don't really feel like it." So was it the graphics
0: that turned you off, or something else?
2: Um, I mean, maybe like I, I think I i think he showed me the game like i was over at his house and he was probably playing a game and i was hanging out with a different one of his friends and or is one of his roommates that i was also friends with and he showed me it but i you know i was like i listened to him but i like had no interest yeah. um of course because uh the game that i played was the one that i liked so it's just like one of those things where like it's hard to get people to change which is why i still use xsplit uh, <laughs> right now even though literally nobody else does
0: like i'm like i can't believe you're st- keeping them in business i guess you know goodness. you know
2: how i figured that out actually when i when i first got um when i joined that facebook streaming thing mm-hmm. i was like one of the first people that went so they we went to san fran and i'm in a room of like 40 other streamers doing this thing and like they asked who uses XSplit, <laughs> and out of 40 people it's like me and one other person and i was like oh fuck i didn't realize <laughs> i thought and it then be... you and that other person hooked up <laughs> uh, yes yeah we made uh made love right there in front of all the other streamers it was great. I mean, that's, that's a little bit exaggerated but you know yeah
0: okay so where were we <laughs> <It could've been. laughs> before that uh, interesting anecdote uh, okay so you're you're playing uh, I, w- I wanted to mention I was actually really excited for League uh, but really? then then Han, like because they announced it I'm like oh my god this sounds amazing and then Han came out and I'm like holy shit this is actually the best game I've ever played in my life to this mm. day, it still is. By the way, that first year, and then League came out. Uh, was it after Han? Actually, I don't actually like, remember. the Feel like it was, but either way, then I looked at League. I'm like, this looks like fucking garbage. I could there's just the art style alone. I just never could get into. So just
1: was it yeah, the same October for you? Two thousand
2: nine was League. Two thousand. Uh,
1: I never played Han, but I actually played a lot of League around the time that it came out. Um, but I would say the graphics of the game have never really interested me very much. It was about like playing it with friends and the gameplay and getting better. I think mm. I've always been... When it comes to games, I've never really cared that much about the graphical side, but more about the gameplay. Um, and at the time, it was a really good... Especially back then, it was a really good casual game. And then I just started playing it a lot and kind of got semi-competitive, but never really got into it that much because I was still doing Dota, right? Mm. Um, so it's kind of like... In a way, it's maybe a bit like your Han story, just that um, yeah, it was with League instead, but I was still mainly playing Dota.
0: Okay, so it was like a short stint. You're playing Dota one, and then Dota two comes out. Is that how it worked? Is that what you were playing at the time? You're, tra-
2: you're talking to me. I'm guessing, right?
1: Yes.
0: Uh, fuck Cinder. Right. He's not in this podcast. I thought it was a Cinder interview. I mean, I don't also. know why
1: I'm getting interviewed. By the way, I just no, it's I was like, yeah, why it's... do you care, Shannon? This isn't. That's have had 118 remember. episodes. You could have <laughs> asked me, and now you want to talk about League? Like, what's your problem? Yeah, true
2: um so ba- so basically i had been playing dota 1 for a very long time um i i basically i played an mmo a lot in college uh city of heroes slash city of villains and then when i stopped with that because i got, got kind of dissatisfied with the developers i started playing dota again and then i just kept playing and kept playing and then um, when i graduated from college and i got a regular job um that was right when starcraft 2 got really big and i was watching a lot of like starcraft videos on youtube um like tons uh like husky hd starcraft and a little bit of day nine content and then, um, at the time I knew Dota 2 was coming out and then I got the idea. I was like, oh shit, I can make a YouTube channel, um, by making Dota 1 videos and then let that like transition over to Dota 2. Um, and I got the idea when I was bored at work one day and that was when I basically outlined, uh, well, like basically planned my channel and I, uh, but right before that, I also like outlined like writing, uh, the welcome to Dota you Suck guide. Cause one of my friends who um, from college, who I still play with now a little bit, he he expressed some interest in playing Dota. So I wanted to write a guide to make it easier for him to play. And then I just shared it on um, uh, um, Mm playdota.com and kind of just all went from there. Basically, I got a beta key because of that guide being highly rated. Um, That was how I got in. I think that was, or was it Ghost of Gamers that gave me the key? I can't remember, but I got a job at Ghost of Gamers, a job, an unpaid job at Ghost of Gamers where yep, I just yep. basically casted for for exposure uh, with a goal of growing my YouTube channel. Um so that's how I helped catalyze like viewership and then ultimately rode the wave of Dota 2 when it came up.
0: Okay. And what was your when you got the beta key and you played, do you remember if you had a first impression? Because for me, like if I was coming from Dota 1 to Dota 2, I would have been thrilled, right? Because there were so many things that weren't possible in the old engine. But I was coming from Han. I was actually pretty disappointed,
2: uh, yeah, I could believe initially
0: because of a lot of like, like it, net code related shit and a bunch of like little things that Han had for like these two years that I was playing,
2: yeah, I'm sure that would make you more jaded for sure, um I mean, you're more ordinary typically as a person than than me anyways, but um, bacon, yeah, uh, yeah, you need you <laughs> have you're your needs go again huh um <laughs> you just gotta have what you need, um but i mean i was just excited i guess um i remember when i first got into the beta there was like one or two pro players in every game like actual pro players who would like completely poop on you because and it was like it was like here's a valve employee here's a pro player here's me and i like and i'm still getting used to like the graphics interface and things like that i uploaded a lot of those games i think of uh when i first streamed it um but yeah, I, I was just excited that it was there. And the features that I was excited about was matchmaking, something that now I currently I don't want anymore. It's like, I just want to be able to shit on bad players when, without any uh, yeah, uh, moral failings, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's lots of like basic things that just seemed great that we're excited for and the music and the graphics and everything was just exciting. Like I, I remember when TI1 happened, like there was like a couple leaked screenshots of Dota 2, right before TI1 happened on the Play Dota forums that I remember. I remember seeing, like, a Doom image. But basically, we had no fucking clue what it was going to look like. So it was, yeah. like, insane that, like, we're sitting there listening to those drums and, like, the game is about to be played and no one had ever seen it before. That, like, blew my mind. It was, like, so exciting. So just, like, being able to be inside the game a couple months later, or a month later, I got in, I think, September, so like a month after TI1, was really still cool. So I'm just sure a lot of that was like nostalgia just washing over me as well, know, or not the, nostalgia, but like hype.
0: The funny th- I actually remember that Doom image. That was like such a imp- I say important time, but it's something that's just stuck in my brain for sure. I remember my impression was a little bit of a letdown, because I thought it looked a little bit TF2-ish. I thought it looked a little too cartoony, actually, believe it or not. Uh, cuz han was very like dark and gritty and league was like this cartoony complete polar opposite and felt like mm-hmm. dota was on that that side kind of but uh okay so from there you watch ti your youtube channel starts to get more popular talk to us about the early days of of the channel and um, if it surprised we- you with the reaction and all that stuff
2: uh in some ways i grew a little slowly i remember how uh envious i was the first couple of months i told you this in um in germany that i was very like as i was watching my channel grow i would like consistently read reddit comments and scour for information and like who was popular and at the time it was uh toby Lumi and nebula were like the three the three guys that were um well known um so like it was, uh, I w- I would certainly like monitor Reddit threads and like try to be better. And at the time, I was trash. I'm still bad now, of course, in comparison to pros. But, um, you know, like I I really wanted to I wanted it to be successful because I I thought I could I could do it as a job. Um, but I didn't start getting like really popular until around December of that same year. So the time between like September and December it took some time. Uh, for for viewership to like really bloat, and finally around December, I think was when it really exploded, exploded in the sense that I was like uh, a mainstay of the community for the rest of my career. So, uh, and then I got YouTube partnership in January the year after. So, um, basically, I made YouTube videos for like what nine months or something like that without being paid um, until I got partnership. And then once I got partnership, then it was pretty solid. And I think I probably made like I don't know twenty or thirty k from YouTube revenue the first year or something after that so it, and i remember being at ti2 at the time and like with the exception of like navi or some of the teams that got top six i was like i've probably made more money from dota than any other player here except mm-hmm. for like navi and like a couple teams just off of like what thirty thousand dollars or something like that i remember thinking that. and it wasn't like an ego reason it was just like thinking about the economics of like ti payouts and stuff like that so yeah and back yeah. then um, some teams not get paying pay, bottom right? eight was a great choice
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
2: yeah
0: okay so youtube channel starts to develop um i don't know if this is jumping the gun a bit but talk to us about (laughs) i mean the thing that you're known most for right now is like patch notes when they come out like oh where's purge where's you were on the fucking plane bro this last patch how did that feel
2: it sucked I, i think there's lots of bad things about it actually um from my perspective number one is that um i'm not at home to stream like when it comes out that sucks because then uh, I'm on, like, if you, you, like, you don't know if the stream quality is going to be good. Is your upload speed going to be good? The audio quality is going to be worse for sure. I'm only going to have one monitor, which sucks. So I can't, like, monitor, stream, software, chat, everything as normal. Um, taking breaks is less convenient. Um, but the I think the worst thing, actually, about flying right before a patch is that usually if I'm traveling, it's for a tournament. So, like, it's cool to see. I love tournaments with new patches. That's great. But the problem is that by the time you get home everyone's been playing the fucking patch for like a week or two. So you get home and everyone knows who the top meta is. And then it's like, like Effie tweeted something like, oh, I've only played like five games of Dota and I'm already bored. And I totally felt that as well when I got back and started playing. Because it's like, I get into the game and there's a Clink's in every match and like other broken heroes that like the top teams in the world already proved were like really strong. So Mm -hmm. that part really sucks. Because I absolutely love that part of the patch where everybody's just trying weird shit and it's bad you know it's like cavern crawl times where like everyone's like not doing top meta they're not doing their best heroes they're not doing the most idealized builds everyone's just trying shit and i feel like that gives me more flexibility to try shit too which i generally that's where i get the most enjoyment out of dota so that's i i love that aspect i love trying new builds new heroes heroes in weird roles things like that but i also hate losing so it kind of like puts me in this shitty cycle where i just like yeah. i'm gonna try to make off lane undying work and i just keep fucking it up you know
0: yeah, I've been so. to a couple events where that kind of aligned, and I felt it was like a bittersweet thing. On on one level, I agree that pubs are a lot more fun in the beginning stages, but casting matches where you don't really like nobody really knows what the fuck's going. on. That's yeah. so fun, and you talk about like yeah. like I, my favorite thing in casting is
1: theory crafting, which you can do and the it's most talking about fucking shards. Yeah, and shards and a- man, stop. shards and axe. Oh You're my just, god, all day long. Oh yeah. my god, man, it's like. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine if they removed Agonim and they Uh, removed shards in the patch. Like, what would you actually do? I'm going to Valorant if that happens. What would you talk? You would talk about neutral items. You would like start fantasizing Uh, about minute sixty when the game begins. So, who? Which lineup do you think the tier five (laughs) items would be best for? People love to hear that that useless bullshit syndrome that's been
0: proven time and time again. They do. Uh, Okay. Uh, This is okay. This next topic, I want to talk about Zephyr. Because I'm, I'm okay. sure there's a bunch of people watching that don't even know anything about this. Because I mm-hmm. sometimes I forget that we've been in the scene for so freaking long. Like, what year was that? Was yeah. that, like, 2013? 2014. 14. All right.
2: Talk to us, the what trophies, the hell is Zephyr and all that? Yes. i in the other room. By all means. Do you want me to actually go grab no. the trophies? Okay. Go ahead. Um, so, wow. Zephyr was... I would uh, like to I, see one. Should, should I? me, Purge. Yeah. All okay, right. Okay, right,
0: to... Go ahead. Sindarin, I, you know I'm not even going to pause it. This is your job, Syndrome. You're, you're the one or that told you? him to get it, so you're going to fill yeah. time. Tell us something.
1: I think we should analyze, why is his pillow upside down on his chair? That's true. That's fucking weird. That's no. actually really weird. It, it's the sign of someone who is too... But Purge isn't a lazy person. A lazy person would do this.
0: See, on the... Str- okay, I'm looking at the, the,
2: the overlays, the and, the the and it's actually... They can't see that. The, the, the pillow upside is upside down because it <laughs> used to be right side up, but then the part at the top became more depressed because that's where uh-huh. the brunt of my body weight weighs so then i flipped it over so that the it would be more padded on the area where my back comes oh, that makes sense
0: it's like flipping a mattress i see yeah like
2: flipped a mattress yeah, but can't nice.
1: you just flip the
2: what's that called the thing that you have a, the case how many terms have you won Cinderin? two
0: more two dream hacks Damn
2: it. okay and they were certainly more prestigious um so both next uh, or no, uh one was k d l so I'll explain um so basically, I moved to California in like two or three months after um t i two I had met Blitz at the event, I think, or I'd been talking to him online or something. I don't remember exactly how, but i expressed expressed interest in moving out there because I wanted to be near like other youtubers and stuff like that, so I ended up moving in with a friend of his, and then Blitz and I obviously would hang out hang out all the time and then uh, over the course of it was probably like a year and a couple months um. Uh, the company that produces uh, Dota in Korea was uh, Nexon, and they ran tournaments to try to encourage Korean players to be competitive in Dota. So they started running leagues. The first Nexon sponsorship league paid out, I believe, $100,000 equivalent. Um, and then the second season was 80000 and the third season was $60,000. Uh, Blitz played in the second season. This is the one where uh, a Demon famously joined um, MVP. And... Uh, blitz's team lost in the first round um he joined a team with febby on it and then the team disbanded like instantly so when i heard about that i was like at at the time there was a lot of talk that like oh the korean teams are not very good like basically an average like an average good player could beat them and like i could tell that i was better than some of the players on the teams which was true at the time so i basically said like oh fuck this like why don't we just like blitz literally just moved in korea why don't we just make a new team uh like make a team uh, like get five people out there and then just play in the in the next season. So that's basically what the plan was. We like we asked, uh, we got help from Chobra to like try to figure out if we were going to be like allowed to do it, and he said yes. Um, after talking to their official, the officials or something like that. So then we just had to fill out the roster. Uh, we were already friends with Aosin at the time, so we just needed plus two, and then we picked uh, Bambo, uh, because sexy he was very Bambo. good, sexy Bambo, very good player. And then, um, and then for the fifth, we needed a carry, so uh, I, I think Blitz knew Corey a little bit already, so we picked Corey um, after playing like one scr- a couple of scrims of them or something. So that was our five. And then I uh, funded the. We got like a little bit of Twitch money, which was really nice at the time. Um, uh, they helped us with that. Uh, they gave us like I don't know four thousand dollars or something like that. Um, so we basically bought flights. I financed everything. If we lost, I was going to lose all the money, and it was like it would have been like fifteen or twenty thousand dollars or something like that. But luckily, we won season one of NSO, not without like some struggles. But we ended up staying with like uh, at, at a, a empty apartment that was owned by one of Blitz's relatives in Korea, and um, you know we set up computers and beds and everything. And I managed the finances on this really janky ass spreadsheet that I kept up to date with, and so it was I kind can, of like managing man, the team. I could see you being an playing.
0: accountant in another life for sure. I,
2: I could see it. I could see it. Maybe I did take one accounting class, but I was a little too bored. Really? Wow, um, that's surprising. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's too tedious. I'm not quite like I, I appreciate the organization somewhat, but I'm not extremely organized myself, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. I, I appreciate the work, but I'm not cut out for it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like yeah, it does. Um it's like so anyways, and Dota. So anyways, we won uh NSL season three. Okay, not funny. Um we uh played grand finals against uh JO um and uh DJ and who else ryor and there was like uh cast i think and who was the fifth i can't remember uh he was a korean guy i can't remember his name now i know i know exactly what it looks like anyways we, we lost to them in upper bracket and then we remet them in grand finals we lost like i don't know one to two or something then we played in grand finals and we 3 owed them so that was pretty sick um and everything felt really good um and then after nsl was done we played some like tournament in the middle that we won that was only like 2,000 prize pool or something. And then KDL started. And KDL was like their league system that was like... Yeah, it was a league system. There's like tier one, tier two. And if you won a lot of games and you streaked, then you got a lot more money. So um, in mm-hmm. and, and the first season, we won every single series. I think we only lost one game total. Something like that. So I got some freaking food waste on my trophy. Oh, that? no. Can't, who's been eating near the trophies <laughs> again? Um, but anyways, we won the grand finals against MVP Phoenix and... I Think we three won them or something. I don't remember exactly. But on that team was March. Um Heen, famous uh, coach, uh what used to coach Secret. Uh now coaches Liquid or is it the other way around? Liquid then Secret is is how he went. Um who else was on that team? Um Solara, who's now has been retired for a long time. Um uh who else? Who's the offline player? Uh Forev. Okay. Um, Frev, yeah, Frev was on that yeah. team as well and um we also i think one of the we also played against um um god it's, it's so hard to remember all the names on the spots i know dubu dubu also uh played in uh against us in se- season one of kdl i believe but he had only been playing dodo for like six months so he was like really brand ass new so um mm-hmm. so anyways so what i'm trying to say is the reason i'm name dropping so much is that there's a lot of really fucking good talent that were there in the korean leagues like there was all, a lot of those players are literally still current pros or like have great prestige for, for accomplishing amazing things. But what we kind of did accomplish by going there and pooping on everybody for like four months, three months, was that we, we accelerated the teams like cutting the chaff, basically. Like Solara gets kicked from his team and he gets replaced by um, QO, for example. QO is on a different team that kind of sucked. They basically sucked all the talent into one team to, to beat us or to be better. Mm-hmm. and then they started like beating us consistently season two we didn't do very well and then i got kicked uh because i was the worst player and then from there like things just got worse because our team kind of got what worse was it like and, getting
0: um, kicked from your own team that is it weird. was
2: fine it it was necessary it did hurt my dota confidence a lot for months for sure because um and it's one of my bigger regrets in life is that i just wish i was better because i was just useless at trialing it was just like part of the issue is that i was doing too many jobs right i was managing the team and also still trying to stream and make youtube videos because my youtube channel was pretty successful at the time still and i was also trying to play professionally so i was just like balancing too much but also with that said like i could have you know like i just i just wasn't good enough and in some ways i have slight resentment i wish they could have taught me better to like teach me what they knew inherently but not everybody's necessarily a good teacher even if you know stuff and also it's not their that's not really their responsibility you know it's not like i i wish they could have given me more knowledge but it's like it's still my my fault for being worse than everybody else so and when you start losing when when you're winning everything's great but when you start losing everything just sucks and like morale comes down a lot and then arguments happen and and things like that so like they were nice about it and like it was fine because i was i still lived there for the rest of the year because part of the thing was when we won this tournament we had to play dota there for a whole year basically to get the rest of the money they paid it out slowly over time so we had to keep playing basically otherwise they would have just stopped paying so Mm -hmm. i stayed to manage the team basically and still stream and like make youtube content and stuff but more as a managerial sense so it made sense for me to stay so it wasn't like i had to like leave or something um, so the, the, the hurt feelings are more about my feelings as a Dota player more than like mad at the team for kicking me or something.
0: <laughs> Did you learn anything sense. about, uh, I'm not, am I remembering this correctly? You were kind of like the team mom as well. Like everybody was so worthless at like doing anything that a normal human would. Do. I mean, that's just a normal Dota thing, right? People just don't yeah, have these for life sure. skills.
2: I would agree. I mean, I was, I was much older than most everyone else. I think I was about 27 when I first started. Because I was 2014. Yeah, I was 27. So Corey was like 19 at the time or something like that. I mean, Blitz was probably like 23, 24. So I had more life skills. But I mean, if I had gone to Korea like that when I was 20, I would have been the same piece of garbage. But, um, <laughs> piece of garbage. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I was certainly like organizing um, things and, um, you know, planning where we're going a little bit. And I'm still like pretty bad at those life skills compared to like a normal, really functioning adult. I'm still trash but like compared to the average degenerate gamer yeah i was i was valuable at the time for that
0: and what was living in korea like
2: amazing genuinely amazing um with that said we lived in a very very nice apartment um so like we had a lot of space compared to a lot of people and we were i think like a 30 45 minute bus ride from seoul so and it would cost you a dollar to get there so you just one dollar you get on a bus it's calm quiet you just stare out the window it's very very comforting um so public transportation was godlike that was so nice we didn't need to have a car there was restaurants all over the place there was there's probably like 10 to 15 restaurants within like a three minute walking three to five minute walking of our house and they would turn over sometimes too which is fine like if the if the restaurant's not going well it turns over into something else and then it becomes a another cream barbecue place or maybe it becomes a fried chicken place or something so it's like we had really good food options the only major negative and I know this is why you should never live there, Shannon, is that meat is very expensive in Korea, so getting bacon meat. at a hotel okay, well, if you oh. want to spend a lot of money meat will they have bacon
0: It's not about the cost will no, they yeah. have it again. I
2: mean they'll have pork belly and stuff. it's not okay. exactly bacon, but it's it's Close not the enough. exact same cut, but it's similar, okay, but like you can buy meat, but it was it was really expensive like a steak was like. Four times the cost of what it was in the U.S. Really? Wow. Number one, because they, they they have to ship it from Australia. All the meat, like chicken, really? would come from Korea usually, but almost all meat would be literally flown on an airplane from Australia. What That's about why just so like
0: expensive. regular ground beef, like burgers and?
2: I didn't I didn't see that much ground beef. I didn't really shop around for that, but um, probably mm-hmm. also very expensive. Wow. But chicken same price as the U.S. But like there, I noticed I had a craving for meat at times or fat. Like, normally, when I grew up, if there's, like, fatty parts of meat, I'd be like, ew, that's gross, I don't want to eat that. When I was in Korea, I'd fucking eat that shit, because I was like, oh, hell yeah, fat, like, meat fat, you know? Like, you didn't get it as much. So, that, I think that's maybe my assumption is another reason why they add egg to stuff, culturally. It's, like, a cheap, and inex- expensive like, protein option to add to a meal. Right. That's that's my headcanon. Yeah. That's probably maybe not real. But, um, so, feasible. that's that's the only, like, negative, is that the meat was really expensive. Um... But other than that, like, really nice country. Everybody was very nice to me as a, a tall white person with blue eyes, of course. Really tough out there. Um, yeah, everybody I met was really nice. That's Dude, about
0: it. Was English speaking normal, or could you get by no. without knowing anything?
2: Some young people, but you could easily get by without knowing anything. Like, we weren't there to, like, learn Korean culture, you know? Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like I, I can I could probably only, I only probably knew, like, six or eight words or something like that. Um
0: after a year
2: but, yeah cuz when Jesus i wasn't there I, I was doing a lot of shit like we didn't necessarily need to like know korean to like eat food for example mm-hmm. like there was places that we would go to that we that we um knew like menu i there was this place called kim gane I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it exactly but it was basically like this small little store and they basically like made home cooked food and we knew like like we would all try different things and when we found something we would like we would tell other people what the name was um um you know like uh i got i'm gonna uh we would have kimbap which is it looks like sushi but it's basically like rice vegetables maybe some meat in it um yeah that's like a very standard korean thing Bibimbap is normal and then i can't remember the other ones but there was like a chicken fried rice one that we knew the korean name for there's like things like that you like learn names of like mm-hmm. dishes and stuff so like i can just go in and say like one chicken fried rice <laughs> one you know something like that um so like and, and all the signs said english and korean is the most important thing so like traveling was not hard oh i see yeah
1: was the was the status so i remember there was a time that there was like this i don't want to call it like revolution in esports in korea but like a big change that happened really fast where kind of like spearheaded by starcraft the players just became like rock stars right when you guys were the best Dota team over there, did you experience that with like fandom? Was there like no. massive like talk about you compared to let's say the Western Dota scene or whatever, or was it similar?
2: No, Dota was not popular in Korea. That was the issue. Okay. It just wasn't. Um Nexon tried, and I saw people like complain about it on Reddit and stuff like that. But we we met many Nexon employees, like they really really tried to make things work. Like they they put major financial incentives like to, to get your game at a pc cafe for example you have to pay the pc cafe money to like choose to install your game because otherwise they'd rather install another game on the hard drive you know like they paid mm-hmm. a lot of money to install dota on like every pc and every pc cafe maybe not every but i, I know that they did shit like we saw advertisements on walls of subways of dota 2 right like they sure. fucking they paid a lot of money to try to get dota big in korea they ran the nexon league that had like hundreds of thousands of dollars of sponsorship the production costs were top tier like standard with today's productions basically at studios with cameraman they did interviews we did phot- photography stuff like they they spared they they, they they spent the money but the reality is that the only time that there was a lot of people in the crowd was for the finals and that was because they were giving fucking nexon points to anybody that shows up so mm-hmm. anybody that wanted nexon points would show up and most of those people didn't even play dota like that's during so regular matches, there's like less than twenty people there watching a match. There'd be like Dota's, three rows of plastic chairs.
0: I know that Dota's tops. hard to get into, but do you think it's more about the like how hard it is to get into in general, or is no. it the culture there is StarCraft one v one just trumps all?
2: It wasn't about StarCraft, it was about League at the time.
0: Oh League was more okay. Yeah.
2: Everybody there fun. everybody there played League. So why would they go play some other game that's similar that none of their friends play? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason. of crazy like, how
1: much the timing matters, right? Like, if Dota yeah. would have been out before League, it could have been the opposite
2: story in Korea, and sure. Dota could have been enormous. So. Yeah, that's exactly it right. It, it could have been. So, like, they they put an incentives in plus, like, the whole like once you feel like you've bought in and you've spent all this money on your account and like you've unlocked all these heroes, like, obviously there is inherent benefits for Dota in a lot of ways. Like, every hero is free. You, there's no like you don't have to buy anything, and you're on the equal level as everybody else. Pros for Smurfs, I guess. Um, but like if you can't convince people to play it's just not going to work and they, they genuinely tried there was like interviews with journalists after every match they wrote articles about how the leagues were going and stuff like that they tried a lot of stuff but they just couldn't get it to work so that's why dota didn't work in korea but at least it did produce some really fantastic dota players who who knows maybe they wouldn't be pros right now if they if they weren't successful then yeah, hard it's hard to say it's
1: crazy how fast they improved right you had yeah. You know. These players like Dubu, like you said, how quickly they went from. So you said you were there in 2014, yeah. And MVP Phoenix knocked out. Was it OG in 2016 at TI, right? I believe so. TI six. It might have been that year because OG were one of the favorite teams to win. They had miracle. It was the OG with miracle. I remember that. Didn't MVP Phoenix played this like hyper aggressive strategies with like PA and Darkseer, and they they were just running teams down.
2: Qo was playing Pa, I think. I, see, I remember these games okay. quite clearly. Yeah, actually, Phoenix made Ti that year at yeah. uh, Ti four, so that was March. Qo forever, uh, Ryzen and Heen. Um, yeah. they they played at Ti. They even uh, made Ti
1: twenty fourteen.
2: Yes. yes, that same year they made Ti. Wait, how did they qualify? Uh, I think they were in wild cards or something. Let me see.
1: Wow, that's so. That's
2: like yes. kind of incredibly fast if you think they, about it. They they two owed VP and then they got O2'd by Liquid. So Team Liquid 2014 knocked uh, Phoenix out and so they didn't make it to groups. But they are 1 BO 3 away from making it to groups. In 2014. That's really impressive. How so fast like, that went. I I think it's safe like they did they surprise like I played TI qualifiers that year and MVP Phoenix did as well and they 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 did really good. They like won. They did amazing in the qualifiers. A little bit better maybe than we expected because it was the C1s. But right. <clears throat> I think it's safe to say that if like they didn't make that roster swap with QON instead of uh Solara, that I don't think they qualified a TI that year, for example. Not last, to take anything uh, away from their accomplishments, but yeah.
0: Last question about Zephyr of that experience. What uh what surprised you from being a like maybe some perspective you didn't have before, but becoming technically a pro player that you can appreciate now or something that you weren't aware of back then that,
2: you know, I gotta that this. You can clearly um, see now. It's it's easily harder than casting or content creation. That was the obvious <laughs> thing um from playing. That like there's the the toughest thing by far is the fact that if you lose a game, you look bad, or it's easy to say you're bad because you have lost. The reality is that every time there's a competition, um, somebody has to lose, right? Uh, almost always um if you cast a game and you have a rough day most of the time people don't even really notice and you'll notice of course because you're talented at it or spend time at it or whatever but like it's not a big deal if you have a rough like week or whatever like mm-hmm. it as long as it doesn't become a habit and consistent. but if you like have a bad day in professional play you lose a game you get knocked out of a tournament there's major consequences whether that's roster shuffles or sponsorship deals or disbands or just drama in the team like it is so much more complex and that's not that's before I even talk about like how many raw hours it takes to be literally to try to be one of the best in the world and there's just so much more competition because there's so much appeal right like I want to be the best Dota player in the world there's millions of other people that have that same idea there's less competition for people who want to be casters for example so um Way more competitive, super stressful. It's a team environment situation. You have to constantly stay on top of the meta. It's just so much harder than everything else. So, yeah.
0: So, like, from a public perception standpoint, uh, like, I can have a small taste of this owning DC, obviously not a player or anything, but the messages that you receive are so much more toxic when it's like a pro team because i assume it's because people are betting on games and they're just really upset that they're losing money or whatever the fuck the reason is uh did you experience like more hate like directed at you specifically versus being a talent
2: um not necessarily i mean i guess like i def there were some moments like um where you know i got i got uh criticized for my shitty play which was it's valid right like i'm if i'm a pro player my I'm in a competitive field, so it's you know it's it's a fun thing to make fun of people that suck or that are doing badly if you don't like them, you know like it just if if it's just it's enjoyable to like watch a competition and to get a favorite team and to be happy that your favorite team won or whatever else, you know so like I get it. like there's just naturally gonna be people that follow that up with awkward direct messages or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but the stuff I received wasn't that bad. I don't really recall that much like vitriol like there was a lot of discussion about whether or not we should have been allowed to play in the league because we weren't uh korean citizens but nexon's work nexon was cool with it so we thought that was good enough so mm-hmm. um they were they, i think they were just happy to bring eyeballs to the league and i would like to say that we did bring a lot of eyeballs to it so um i don't know if it helped enough in korea where it really mattered but at least it got more international viewership i right. assume
0: Greetings, friend. This is an intermission of the podcast with Purge. It's Cinder and I back at you. We got a cool SAP segment that you watched last week. This is going to be a thing that's going to be going forward. Uh, SAP is an enterprise software company that is bringing their expertise via analytics in esports. And essentially, what happens is Cinder and I ask each other a question based on the stats that we see on their tool, and we keep score. So far, it's 0 0. We both were horribly. <laughs> Uh, so, with that said, Syndra, let's go over our questions. So, mine for you right. is: in this current patch, which hero has the latest average buy time for an av- for an Aghanim scepter? Of course, it's Ags. It's, al- it's always going to be Ags with me. So, it you, okay. you can't pick it up from Roche; you have to buy it. What is the latest right. average buy time for Ags? Okay, four choices. Yeah. Okay. Triant Protector
1: life stealer phantom lancer bane those are some good options they're all pretty damn bad except uh i'm gonna say it's not triant because i actually think people buy that it's good enough bane is okay and i think people will be inclined to buy it because they think it's better than it is Mm -hmm. pls1 was one people used to buy i'm I'm gonna go with Life Stealer, but I feel like it's a trick question. It's not that because you know I hate that axe. I'll say Lifestealer.
0: Okay, so this is average time. Life Stealer right. is not the answer. Sorry, you got right. it wrong. Life Stealer is 33 minute average with 49 games played. Then next Why? is Bane, 36 minute average with 99 game sample size. Okay. Then Tree is 45 minutes with 41 games played. What? And Phantom Lancer, with 69 games played, is 61 minutes and 49 seconds as the average time.
1: That's probably one game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one game of That's like eight average. hours play? Yeah. All right. What's your question? You're
1: still at zero. Get wrecked. Yeah. Okay. So I have my question for you today is over the history of competitive Dota, at least as long as we're tracking here with this tool, which mm-hmm. support hero? has spent the most gold on support items. I'll give you four options. Okay. Is it Disruptor? Is it Bane? Is it Ancient Apparition? Or is it Rubik? So this is total gold spent over all the history of the heroes. So it obviously factors in how many games the heroes have been played to. It's not average. It's total amount. Total. Okay, what are the choices again? Disruptor, Bane, Ancient Apparition, or Rubik.
0: And this is total on support items? Yes. Which constitutes as what? Just
1: wards? And what about like glimmer cape and shit? Uh, It says support gold spent. So I think this is wards, couriers, when they could be purchased, gem, okay. dust, all these I things.
0: I am going to go with, just because it got played a lot, I'm saying Rubik now. I feel like it's a trick question and you're trying to screw me over.
1: Yes, that is exactly <laughs> yes! what it is. Yes! It's a trick question and you're wrong. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> yes, it was a trick question. What's the answer?
1: (laughs) What is the answer? The answer is Disruptor, actually. I was surprised.
0: How's that a trick question?
1: This is a very close category, by the way. There's like four heroes that are in five heroes, even in very close proximity, and Rubick is sixth. But Disruptor is barely number one over Lich, Grimstroke, and Oracle. I don't understand how Grimstroke can be this high on it. So, but. He has to have, maybe I'm misunderstanding this, but I think it's good. We're good. Yeah, we're, I, so I don't trust
0: we're both at zero points still after two weeks yeah. of trying. This is with multiple yeah.
1: choice. <laughs> it's I only a matter say, of time. Though, I made it hard for you because all the four options I gave you, they're all in the top 10. So okay. it is, yeah. it was tough.
0: Life Stealer wasn't oh, in the top 20, by the way.
1: And I, I gave yeah, you that as an option. That's uh, Interesting. So yep. wait, so that that data is not from pro games, right? It is, I think.
0: Don't ask me this now. We've already looked it up, for God's sakes. All so right. The sa-
1: okay, maybe it's Ames game. <laughs> <laughs> on
0: I mean, it's pro matches, but it's like not uh, tier one all the time, right? It's all right. of them combined. Anyway, yeah, yeah. so let's move on to the last part of this segment, uh, the community question. So again, if you guys leave your comments in the video description below, uh, with on YouTube specifically with the hashtag SAP esports. Just include, you know, whatever question that you think might be interesting to look up and we'll give you a shout out and we'll come up with the answer on this segment. So there was a community question from, do you know how to say this person's name? Cause I'm really bad at
1: this. Wait, what was the spelling again?
0: Okay. His name is Oguz Aren Sok. We'll just, okay. sorry for butchering your that, name. That's, Great pronunciation. I think it's perfect. Their question was, what is the highest number of times Roshan has been killed in a single pro game? I remember the game. The answer is 14. (laughs) And this was a game between a team called Scary Faces, which the only person I recognize is Artstyle, versus Cloud9 that included Eternal Envy, no tail, Fata, Misery, and Bone 7. They killed, this was a 200 minute game. They killed Roche 14 times. 13 of the Roche kills, 13 out of 14, were by Cloud 9, and they lost. Envy killed eight of them personally, and
1: they lost. Unbelievable. He did, what was it? He did over 200,000 damage to Roche. <laughs> Yeah, so... Well, I remember this game. So this is an iconic game. There's like actually a lot of history about this game. Um, this was the game that got OD Pixel discovered in casting. Yeah. He cast this game together with Purge, and it was OD's first really big game that got a lot of attention. And he was casting this game, and every time there was a late game fight, he would play music from Two Steps from Hell uh, as background <laughs> while he was casting to hype it up. That wouldn't fly nowadays, but it did back then. Um... It's the longest Pro Dota game ever, which obviously will overlap with most Roshan kills as well. And it was the most ridiculous loss. I think Cloud9 had mega creeps for over an hour and a half. <laughs> they were trying to push into a team that had Sniper and something. It was like kind of like these horror stories you hear from yeah. low mid-range pub games where people can't end against Tinker, Sniper techies or something. It was against a that Sniper, kind of Bristleback,
0: Disruptor, Earthshaker,
1: Zeus. What yeah, they're going up again. Zeus Sniper. That's right, and they just couldn't fucking end. And they did everything. They I mean, farmed if you ask,
0: if you ask me what player is involved in the longest pro game of all time, I would say Envy, and I would be correct. Of course, So I'm not surprised. That's on why that it's one. so
1: funny. It's just so on brand. So yeah, that the an
0: the answer game. was 14. Thank you for your your question. Uh, again, be sure to use the hashtag SAP Esports in the comments below. And if you want to learn more about SAP, which also helps us, if you click the link below the description. So thank you very much for that, everybody. And without further ado, let's get back to purge. Okay, let's segue this to you as a talent. Then, Uh, obviously, you've done casting, you've done analysts for panels, and you do weatherman.
2: Do you like doing weatherman?
0: Yeah, newbie stream at TI four. I do like
2: doing. Yeah, I do. I do like doing weatherman. Yeah, it's fun. Um, I want to do more casting and maybe panel work these days um, because lately it's mostly been weatherman. And it's maybe too much weatherman. I uh, there's negatives, but there's positives too. Um, which positives nobody else can do it, but you. <laughs> That's <laughs> not true. There's 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 compa- I think TGov is quite good. I think VSJ is pretty good. Um, I think Cinderin could do a really good job if you wanted to. Don't do that.
0: You you need to mm-hmm. go with. You're the only one that can do it. Purge, obviously. You're the
2: only one. Yeah. I'm the only one that can do it the way I do it. That's right.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, th- 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 the e- <laughs> at the ESL, uh, you had like this. Uh, what was it like a 15-minute delay? 15 minute. I've never minute heard of TV anything delay. as extreme as that.
2: How was that? Yes. Experience. It's, right? it's it's fucking awful. So let me explain how this happened. And I, it's like hyperbolic time chambering. So over time, this is what happened. I'm working TI the first time, five second Dota TV delay. Something happens live. Five seconds later, I get to see it in games. Great, great. You can be like, oh, something's about to happen. You press record, you start recording, blah, blah, blah. So like you basically have from like that moment that you see a clip until the game ends to like Prepare your segments. So like it's pretty easy to grab clips that happened five or ten minutes before the game ends. But once you start working remote tournaments and you have to deal with people restreaming tournaments, the tournaments have to protect the tournament by adding Dota TV delay. So if somebody wants to restream the tournament, now they're gonna have to watch on a, a like a five or ten minute delay. But over time, when Valve allowed anybody to restream, they pushed the delay heavy, heavier to like further disencourage people from watching Admiral Bulldog or Gort gork for example so eventually uh, like i was doing tournaments at like five minutes and also what happens is like somebody esl's like let's get weatherman they're like okay cool we hire him and then somebody else at esl's like let's put a five minute delay on and then i get there i'm like did you guys know that there's a five minute delay on and it makes it a lot harder for me to do my job and they're like oh we didn't know that had no idea they just assume like oh well we're paying for weatherman like we're just gonna get weatherman right everything's gonna be fine But so it's like there's not always like, but a lot of people don't really know what the process is like. So, like, it's, I I understand why they make these oversights. But then over time, eventually it gets pushed up to fucking 15 minutes. So, if something happens in a Dota game, if the game ends like anywhere from like a 15 minute window after that, I just absolutely can't have it on a segment because I have to see it in Dota TV, record it, and then make sure that it like fits in with the story I'm trying to tell. And then I have to like walk to the TV. And prep, make sure the clips are all there, and then get ready to present, which takes, you know, a couple minutes. So, like, realistically, anything at the end of the game is basically impossible to do. So, now I've been doing, like, 15-minute Dota TV delay for, like, a year now, practically. And shit is not fun. Uh, I, I can do it, but, like, it hurts quality. It gives me less time to prep. I basically have no time to prep, usually. I'll, like, throw clips. I'll be like, oh, shit, GG got called. And I'm in-game at, like, 24 minutes or something. Yeah. And I'm like, well... Hopefully I always I can find make it a story. not that
0: this is bad inherently, but to have this happen like in extreme cases is hilarious. Where you're talking about something really important that happened, like oh, LGD, the way that they're doing it is so good, and you go on for like two minutes about how good it is, and oh, by the way, uh, yeah, Tundra won the game, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I literally it just flips. Yeah, yeah, and that happens sometimes, or like especially the worst is like really boring games where they like both teams are basically just content to like move around the map and farm and then there's like a couple like really crucial like skill interactions that happen for the last like 6 minutes of the game or something like a couple big team fights based on like this item timing it's like oh I just can't use that cuz it's uh it's not at the end of the game so uh yeah I'm I like the delay really sucks but I understand that it's like a consequence of the streaming realities and tournament realities um, and you can still make good segments it's just the options you have to make are reduced so it's kind of frustrating sometimes i wish i had you know a five minute delay would be heavenly at this point like that's super manageable right um but yeah it is a little bit hyperbolic time chamber like that i'm i feel i keep getting like pushed harder in a way and i'm still sort of making it work so it feels kind of good but just wish it was easier how do you like
0: being a personality
2: um you mean an influencer boy do i love being an influencer um no I like it. Uh my I think at my absolute core I love probably too much talking about myself and what I think. And I love explaining things that I feel like I understand whether or not I do. And I I'm lucky in that I sound confident saying it so people believe it. Uh but so it kind of like fits me perfectly. Like I like explaining what I think and telling people about things that I know. Um mm. and I find that um engaging and fun. Um and to discuss logical arguments, stuff like that. So I like, I really like my job, but I'm happy that I am very lucky that I have it because I know I would be uh, very bored in a in a more conventional job setting. Maybe not very bored, but slightly bored. I, I like problem solving and like Dota and streaming allows you to kind of like try new stuff every day. That's why I like randoming, for example, and trying to
1: build. If you like discussing logic, you should try to get into like a Twitter argument with Nahaz and... Mm. Um, yeah, do you wash your chicken, Purge?
2: Knoxville. Yeah.
1: Nahas and Knoxville, Uh, right. Nahas, Knoxville, and Scansor. If you could get mm, all three of them and then discuss with them at once. (laughs) Uh, We could do a dramatic reading of it if you set it up. Oh, man. We were so
0: close to doing a dramatic reading of that chicken-washing Twitter war, but it was uh, nixed at the top level, which is Slacks. He Mm.
2: said, no, it's too
0: mean, so... Sadly, that well, will if never come Slack, to be. If
2: Slack says no, then it has to be really bad. You, you were going to do that on broadcast at the no, animators? No, 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 not some, on
0: broadcast. It would just be like a, some VOD that he comes out with later on his channel. Oh, like okay. the original Statsman.
2: Um, yeah, it'd probably oh, sound a little I mean. So funny.
0: <laughs> well, of course, for you who couldn't even ask for fucking bacon at a hotel. Okay, anyway. Uh, as Could a have, talent. i to be
2: rude, that's all.
0: As a talent. Has there been any weird or notable experiences, like whether it be with fan interaction or just this lifestyle in general, that maybe you weren't expecting?
2: Um, I mean, fan interactions generally are are fine. It's just like the normal, like someone's like slightly excited to meet you, and you go to take pictures. You know, like ten percent of them are shaking a little bit. I'm sure you guys have all had that experience. Mm. Um, it's, that's like the only, but most of it's just that people are fans and like most of us are awkward and, uh, navigating that has been kind of weird. It was, it was funny seeing the difference between TI2. Did You went to TI2, right, Shannon? Yes. Okay. So the difference between TI2 and TI3, remember at Benaroy Hall, TI2, the lobby's like basically empty. I like walk in there and it's like, I can tell people recognize me and they make a little eye contact, but then they look away and like TI3 was like fucking packed. There were so many people there, and then it became like a fandom thing. It definitely felt like the real thing, like the real deal. It was interesting seeing the difference, kind of. But over time, that just like evolved based on population numbers and and things like that. Uh, but mostly, my fan interactions have been very positive. I'm lucky, of course. Um,
0: I'm surprised you're not I, speaking I've had about like, one experience. I remember.
2: I, are you thinking about the one at the Valve office where I got sexually harassed a little bit? Was it? Is that I, the one? I remember. I it mean, wasn't the, a Valve this... employee, to be clear. It no, was no. a... It was. Valve like thinking like, oh, uh, we'll we'll have these premium ticket holders who get to spend time around the pro players and the talent, like right. many times. Yeah. Uh and that was where it was one of the it was one of the fans that sort of sexually harassed. He just like was like offered to blow me like yes like, two or three times. Yeah. <laughs> in front of in front of his wife. And he
0: was a very he- hairy man, and I think he was part of the whole Me Too movement, the bad side of that actually he got fired was from he? his job yeah i'm not gonna say oh name, really but
2: uh i don't remember being at the would, valve that would, that offices would, would though sense. i remember it was in the it was in the basement of the valve offices uh, <laughs> valve the office I before it. we did something and okay you know like the ground floor before we went up on the elevators okay. yeah and he uh okay. he offered he brought it up and i said no i'm good and then he brought it up like another time <laughs> in the same conversation and his wife looked embarrassed yeah or partner well, why know. would she um, be
1: embarrassed that's true it's,
2: it's like asking about bacon
1: right it's fine <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's is like, that's, what, is what's this wrong? why you what's can't
0: r- ask for bacon?
2: <laughs> yeah, Shannon, what's wrong with asking, right? Isn't that your logical yeah, argument? There's a I threshold, mean, there's a limit, of
0: course. That's ridiculous. Asking for bacon and asking someone to blow you, or the opposite, I guess,
2: in this case. Yeah. Uh, yeah that was interesting I mean, okay by all by, by all means like it was <laughs> that not that bad so at all fucking but it, awkward it, it, it was so a uncomfortable, little uncomfortable actually it was uncomfortable but it was like it wasn't that it was just kind of like wow that's embarrassing for you not so much like i didn't feel that i just like told everybody about it. that's why you know the story because i was like hey this funny <laughs> yeah. thing just happened to me <laughs> funny weird it was like, thing
1: it's one thing if a guy says it's a joke but in front of his own wife like
2: I mean, maybe they have an open relationship, so it's not a I mean, big deal maybe. in that sense. Sure. But still. absolutely. But like, then she wouldn't. I mean, be one time can be construed. Way, I, I don't
0: know. One time can be construed as a joke, but this do it
2: repeatedly right. is, yeah. Then it's a it's run on guy. It's, it's, it's a misreading of the social like dynamics of what's happening. And she saw it as awkward. I saw it as awkward, and he did not. Mm. He saw it as like a fan moment opportunity kind of thing where he couldn't help himself, you know? Um, but with with that said, like that's like super fucking mild compared to what the shit that happens to like any female talent streamer personality. That up. like that's that's my worst example. Like I've gotten maybe I've got like thirsty comments in Twitch chat a little bit and like occasional tweets at me and stuff. But like that's my worst example, and that's literally nothing compared to like the average the average woman that works in the scene. So I I, I know that it's like small beans. Right.
0: Okay. Let's segue from talent as a. Or a Dota talent to your appearance on a TV show. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Good times. Yeah, talk to me about that whole
2: experience. <clears throat> so I was at the Boston Major at the time doing Weatherman. This was uh, shortly after TI Six, I believe, because that was my second time doing Weatherman, and um, I got this email from someone that was looking for a a uh, somebody to be in a TV show about esports. There it was the TV show Bull. And they were they wrote an episode about esports basically. Um, and they were they wanted somebody to be on it. And I, I don't know how they got my contact information, why they picked me. I don't know if it was like because of my voice or my appearance or whatever, but I was like, All right, I'm interested. I'll I'd be on TV. Cool. I'm I'm interested in that. Um, so I talked to them a little bit about it. I accepted. I got to see the script. Um, the script I thought at the time was, like, goofy and, like, had a lot of gaming tropes. And I was, like, very sense. I wanted to make sure that it didn't have too many, like, tropy stuff. Because I didn't want it to seem like a fellow kid's, like, appealing to this group of people. Uh, and trying to, like, you know, collect their viewership kind of a thing. You know what I mean? So, I, like, I, I asked politely if I could, like, send any, like, script criticisms to the director. Which, at- in hindsight, like, I was really close to, like, blowing that shit up. Like, the, the plot in is literally that a player fucks up really bad in a game like a huge championship game basically throws or plays really bad and then his team owner publicly has a press conference and says that he believes his player was uh through for money without so it's like imagine if like the ceo of eg after eg chokes in the grand finals says the next day we think our player threw that match for money like it would Mm -hmm. literally never happen right Right. so that part i thought was like kind of stupid but Luckily, I didn't say anything about that because in hindsight, it's like, who cares? It's a fucking plausible beginning, right? Maybe it's just a shitty team or something. Anyways, um, so I gave them some like polite criticism about a couple things. They said they could adjust things. Some some they couldn't do other things. And then it was scheduled for like, I don't know, like a month after the major or shortly after or something like that. So I had to go to uh, uh, New York for the filming. Um, And I stayed with uh, uh, this uh, guy I know uh, who does uh, financial planning for me. His name's Ben very nice um stayed at his apartment and then i took the subway to a place where they do wimbledon i think or something like like a big tennis tournament was like this little arena but it was and it was in winter so it was like you say
0: wimbledon in new york you're talking about u.s open then
2: yeah tennis but at a stadium near new york and i like walked around i took the subway there i walked around the whole building i finally found the way in like through the truck entrance and I fi- and I saw like a little table for like food. You know how you normally see that like in backstage. And I was like, oh, I'll eat some snacks. And I finally asked somebody where I should go. And they're like, you should go to your trailer. And I was like, what the fuck? And I like walk outside and there's like trailers. And like there's like this big trailer truck that had like slices that were each rooms. And one of those was mine. And that's where I was supposed to hang out. But I had like no fucking idea. I, like my, my expectations as like a talent was coming in so low. Because back then it was like things were still pretty janky. Um, but where we are as talent right now is still not at that level. It was, like, super fucking weird. It was, like, there was just a lot of things that I didn't know to do that I fucked up. Like, I went to the dress rehearsal, and I also found the wrong entrance and, like, wandered around. And then when I got there, she, like, looked at me, and she's like, you're early like mean like she was mad that i was early and i was like what the fuck and then i realized it's because they have strong unions and they pay you by the minute that you show up so Mm -hmm. there's probably like if you show up too early they have to pay you more so it seems like you're being scummy like you show up oh whoops just rolled up 15 minutes early to get extra pay or something there's like weird like very different culture things um that i had to get used to they picked all the clothes out um and then i came back for the filming the next day all the clothes that we had picked out were in my trailer then i just hang out my trailer somebody comes in my trailer i go get hair and makeup done and like there was another thing too like i i called and i was like how do you want me to like shave like should i shave my beard down to normal length Do you want me clean shaving they're like well what did they do in the casting when you got when you got hired i was like i didn't i just nepotism baby or something you know (laughs) that's how i got in um so there's like weird like Things that happen like that. But um. anyways, when I finally got... We went to go eat at some point, And then I hung, started hanging out with Morgan Webb. Uh, she was on uh, G4 mm-hmm. for a long... Like, a lot of people probably recognize her. She was really cool. We, we hung out a lot, her and me. Uh, talked about, like, games as a whole. Like, I talked about Dota. um, And then we also talked to this other girl who was, like, the... The um the love interest of the main character. She hung out with us, too, a bunch. And we talked about gaming and kind of explained it to her. Because most of the people on the set that were actors, like, they didn't fucking... They didn't play games. They didn't know about esports, that kind of thing. But uh, obviously Morgan did, and obviously I did. So it was kind of fun to just chat. But we hung out in the green room, and it was like all the like the actors that were there. Um, and I've uh, obviously the main guy uh, who was—he's was basically like the the headliner for the show. Dude had like mega fucking charisma. It was like incredible. It's like his social graces were excellent. He walked in. It was like, oh, I haven't met you before. And he's uh, hi, and blah blah. I don't remember what his name is. He shook his, he shook my hand. Um, just like very nice guy on the outside who knows the truth on the outside yeah Yeah. um does that but he was super he was nice and he you know he told jokes and um and then eventually we went into this like little tent that was like super heated because it was cold as fuck they weren't going to heat the whole as you know from running an event in dc when it's cold at an event it costs a lot of money to heat the whole building so they just didn't heat the whole building so it's it was like literally like 10 degrees fahrenheit or some shit in that arena so they would Jeez. like hide us in these tents with these big ass coats. They brought us food and stuff. They were like babying us real hard. Like, are you guys okay? Can we bring you some grilled cheese or something? It was like, it was kind of intense, like how much they babied us. And then we'd go out of the tents, go sit in our positions, and right before we film, we would take the coats off and throw them out of the out of the shot mm-hmm. to record. And when I got there, I, like sit down at our table, and they were doing like camera shots and shit. And I didn't at one point like the director was saying to us like can you guys pretend like you're talking, like they said, oh, they said our character names, blah, blah, and blah. I don't remember what my name was. And they're like, can you guys, but I didn't hear them. I was like not 100% sure they were talking to us. So we just like kept sitting there. And then the director had to come over and introduce like, hey, I'm the director. Could you guys uh, like pretend like you're talking during the shot? And we're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, sure. So we did it and everything was fine. But like, so, but here was my, my biggest error. And this is one of the cringiest things I think about consistently whenever I think about cringe moments is that, when I when I show up to esport tournaments, I do a little bit of research, but not that much because I, I usually watch and play a lot of Dota. I know about the meta more or less, and I'm semi-friendly with the teams. When I showed up to this, I didn't learn my like five lines. I only had like five <laughs> lines. I didn't learn them at all. And the whole day, I'd just been like fucking around and like enjoying the experience. So I still didn't practice my lines. So when it's finally time for me to do my one fucking job act and say lines, I didn't know my fucking lines. <laughs> it was really embarrassing. How many pace did you say you took? Um, Less less than we did uh, in Germany, that's for sure. Um <laughs>
0: yeah, Germany was a lot.
2: But I just, I'm really bad at memorizing things word for word. I like to, I wing mostly everything that I do. So it's, um, but also I was playing the play by play role, not the analyst. So they kind of fucked that yeah. up by hiring me. Huge oh, mistake boy. for them. Huge. Um, but at one point I had to be like line because I legit did it, but I felt so fucking awkward. So <laughs> I didn't even look up. I was just like lying. Fuck, I don't know my line. And he's <laughs> like, uh. blah 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 and i was like okay all right sorry i don't even know if i said sorry but i felt terrible because it was really late in the day already it was like 9 or 10 p.m we'd run i'd been there since like 10 a.m or something because they had delays with other shooting so like you know there's like 10 dudes around me with cameras like waiting for me to not do a shit job and i fucking made them like wait longer and i just think like because I understood so quickly how out of my realm I was about what was normal for acting that like, I'm probably that like newbie that they fucking make fun of all the time. Remember that fucking idiot (laughs) said line at 10 PM while sitting around for 12 hours. Like that's, that's what I that's what I, you know,
0: I actually found the root of the story, the bacon story. The root is you were at this acting thing Mm -hmm. and you inconvenience everybody so bad because you weren't prepared that now you've gone off to an extreme level. Where you won't ask for bacon at a hotel. Per- I Extreme. found it. I've <laughs> I prepared. Exactly. You're right.
2: I forgot to bring my bacon with me. So, because I wasn't prepared, I didn't feel justified in Would asking. Would you have
0: felt okay it. asking for bacon for the people that are giving you grilled cheese, for
2: example? Um, there was already bacon in it.
0: So, oh, there
2: of, you like, go. kind of a There question, you go. Perfect. They knew. Yeah, they, they knew it. ahead
0: of time. Okay, let's move on. Um,
2: let's talk a bit about uh, Dota related stuff. So, wait, wait. Before we move on, okay, I just sure. want to talk about how that. Uh, if I do two more Screen Actors Guild appearances, I'm in the guild. That's all. So somebody fucking hire me, please. And number two, they have excellent unions. I only got paid $600 to be in the show, which was not economically efficient. But I got residuals guaranteed, and I ended up making like another two or $3,000 from residuals from the episode. So uh, oh. get unions. That's all. Nice. Very nice.
0: Uh, talk to me. Talk to us. Sorry, I keep forgetting Sindarin's here. Uh, talk to us about Hello. your obsession with Ability Draft.
2: Um, much like I've uh, said in other areas of my life I like to try new things and experiment and theory craft that's very fun Um, and ability draft gives you another really good way to do that so I think the best game modes like ability draft or atomic war are perfect when the patch gets a little bit stale because they're still Dota like and they give you new ways to think about the game they help you learn about the value of heroes like for example is viper good without poison attack the answer is fuck no poison attack is by far his best ability because it gives Mm -hmm. you incredible lane domination so like you learn things like that like wind run is probably it's wind rangers it's one of the highest win rates in ability draft as a skill because it gives you everything escape uh movement speed mobility survivability things like that like uh initiation right and it has an upgrade too yeah so like there's little there's things like that that you can learn that help you have a better understanding of dota you help uh it helps teach you why itemizations are good why itemizations fit on so it's easier for me to like have a brand new hero and figure out the itemization pretty quickly like i didn't say equisaber for dawnbreaker but i was like armlet dawnbreaker is going to be fucking amazing damage wise because it's a strength hero it gives you the best raw damage per dollar it gives you armor and attack speed it like covers a lot of the things she needs for example so Mm -hmm. It just helps you be better at Dota faster in when approached with new situations and that's why I love it.
0: Cool. Why do you think Anyone it's not else? uh why is it not popular?
2: Uh queue times are long, typically. Um cowards a lot of coward dota players Uh, a lot of players (laughs) are afraid a lot of players just stick to like what five to ten heroes so like why would they go in ability draft when they don't know any other skills like they're gonna like if if you go into ability draft blind you're gonna have a bad time no doubt about it because like if you like it really makes you appreciate hero with skill builds as being well designed because almost every hero has the ability to do aoe damage to farm therefore if you don't have aoe damage if you have skills that just aren't Useful at any stage of the game, you get behind, and then the game feels awful because then you're like, "Wow, I can't farm, I can't gank, I got three passives. Who knew this was going to be bad? Who knew bristleback, kraken shell, and uh, I don't know, bulwark would be a bad skill build? Who could who could have predicted that?" Do you um, think but part of the sorry, go ahead. No, that's all. Uh, that was basically.
1: Okay. I was going to say, do you think part of the reason that the mode isn't as popular as it could be is that for two equally skilled players uh if someone enters ability draft and is inexperienced they just get rolled it's like this added layer of complexity where you just get discouraged because oh there's these like players that clearly have a lot of hours in this and are just really good at drafting spells and then it almost feels like quote unquote unfair how they just dominate your all game because they picked abilities correctly and
2: you are a bit lost or do you think that should be a motivating factor to play again I don't really see that as that different than like in in regular dota and the same thing like players that play more are going to know what the meta heroes are and what the item builds are like people abuse the best stuff all the time and i I, that frustrates me certainly because then it feels like i have to also pick similarly or equally competitive things just to have a chance or to have an equal game um, so I get the frustration. But with that said, like, if you are a better Dota player than another guy, you can still outlane him. It's still not that different. The the yeah. mechanics of the game are still the same. Mana management, good skill usage, smart skill builds, itemization that fits what you need. Like, all of that is still there. So, like, you're right. And certainly, like, it can, you can get fucked if, like, your teammates are don't know what the best abilities in the game are. So, like, if, you're, if your team has, like, if your newbies are, like, the first two picks and they don't pick... You know, Burrow Strike, Wind Run, Bad Juju, things like that, or like Empower on melee heroes. It's like if they just don't d- get those, then your opponents get those better abilities. They get more tier one abilities than they should, you know. So that can really hurt. Right. Um, but it it doesn't always mean it's the end of the thing. Usually, what happens is your bad friends after you flame them a little too much, they just never play with you again, and you don't have to worry <laughs> about that problem anymore. So right. Yeah. Were yeah. you
1: were you watching? I think I played a game on stream at. Two events ago or something, I played ability draft five man Q. I I think you watched and you were like, "Don't give them these spells," or was that someone else? No, that we played you, against a guy you, who got rearm sunstrike.
0: Yeah, rearm sunstrike. No, it wasn't per. It was uh, God, who was that? Yeah, it was somebody,
2: not per. Well, so. I you guys you you played ability draft for um captain's draft land. Yeah, that I was it's the, way, the, way 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 later. It was this okay. year. This I was think. yeah. This was very. Recent. I remember two events ago. I was CC maybe it wasn't in the game? you. Was he in the game? I don't think. I think something. I, I you know, think there, I, there, it I, that's there. about what I remember. Somebody asked me that played in a show match, and I said, "Don't let them get rearmed Tombstone." Is what mm-hmm. I said. Because then re-arm, you can just
1: sunstrike, and then he went to ags. He just capitalized okay. all game.
2: Okay, I didn't watch that. Yeah, that, that sounds was... awful too.
0: <laughs> it's like,
1: yeah, got, it was the to game try. is just over. You know, I, that's yeah. what I'm a little bit. That's what I'm thinking to an extent is what turns people off about this game mode is that some stuff. Again, like you're saying, it's about the skill level of the players, right? If you know what the good abilities are and you know what counters are and what combinations not to give people, I think the game mode can be really competitive and interesting when people are at the same level. But like you need to get past that hurdle
2: of yeah. okay, there are just games where somebody gets something so obnoxiously broken that they can just solo in the game. Those right? those are That's pretty like... rare. Like that that Sunstrike, like Cataclysm Rearm sounds insane, of course. I've never okay, played right. against it, but yeah, it sounds broken. And once in a while there are broken things like that. One of the ones I hated the most, you could get mana break on your hero with conjure or with uh um what's the TB's first skill? Uh reflection. That makes reflection. Reflection. And when you would do that, for some reason, the illusions you'd create of your opponents would also have mana break. So you, oh and he was on like TB or he had rearm. So you would just like constantly, you'd have like these illusions you couldn't hit and they'd mana break you. It's, it's not in the game. I think that one doesn't work anymore. Okay. But like those, those examples are pretty rare. The most obvious ones are like sticky napalm plus rot or iron shell, like or dark pack. Those are really good. Mm-hmm. But those ones are like so known that the average person like sees, you see sticky napalm and you're like, all right, where's the bust busted combos? And then you, you develop strategies to counter it. Somebody else takes iron shell or rot, you know? Okay. So there, there is counterplay certainly because you can only pick so many good skills in a row. Um, the, the really broken builds truly are happen when like one of the teams is at a sleep, is asleep at the wheel. And all of a sudden you have like three tier one abilities or something, then it gets mm-hmm. kind of silly. So there, like those, those like nightmare scenarios you're talking about are extremely rare from what i've seen it's more about like there's a lot of balance of it's a lot about laning like you you need to grab skills that win you lanes right like it's in drafts in pro games very standard if you get reactive armor do you get poison sting do you get poison attack do you get these like lane winning abilities uh if you do you can crush your lanes and then it doesn't matter if your opponent's build is really good because they never got to get online um Mm -hmm. so like there there's certainly ways to beat cool combos or good combos and a lot of that has to do with normal dota momentum so these like freak examples that might exist sometimes as long as they happen rarely i think that's exciting and still fun so i I don't think it says negative things about the mode
0: all right a few more questions and then we'll get on to trivia what is your current favorite hero and what hero would you call your favorite in a prior patch
2: um this question is always really hard for me to answer (laughs) in all of my years of playing Dodo, because like i said i like variety a lot um but i generally play i've always really liked Tide a lot is probably the best example i've always just uh i generally like i'll talk i'll tell i'll talk about the play styles that i like that's easier for me i like heroes that have some idiot proof built in so they're naturally tankier they do damage by staying alive um and so the longer you stay alive the more damage you do and therefore allow me to cover my weaknesses my map awareness is really was really atrocious at time i get completely tunnel visioned on what i'm doing um so i like tanky heroes that can do a lot of damage by staying alive undying necrophos viper death prophet bristleback bristleback is probably another example yeah for sure those kind of heroes that just stay alive and continue using tools to elongate the fighter do well those heroes appeal to me quite well if if i have to play some like anti-mage ember spirit never make mistakes is the way to win but as long as you do that you're fine like i don't like those heroes they don't appeal to Mm -hmm. me because i'll make a mistake or drop the ball at some point and then it's like oh well there goes a lot of advantage so carries i I like Leshrac, um i like micro heroes a little bit brewmaster type heroes but not so much lately that's probably a good overview. Did I answer the question correctly?
0: Yes, Cinderin. I'm actually interested now. What, what play style would you say is your favorite?
1: This is a purge interview once again, Shannon. You're, yep, uh, you're doing it wrong. Sorry? I'm, I'm curious oh, your anyways. answer. <laughs> um, I you will answer no um, I think two types. I really like high burst. I think spellcasting is the most fun part of Dota. Um, so uh, I like bursty supports like Lion. I like Dawnbreaker because she's super bursty and intense in lane um and then i would say if the simplified version is i like initiating or I like having the burst so here is like clockwork or fun sand king these kind of like targeted stuns that go in and set the scene for the fight and then a lot of the times they do it at their own expense i don't mind dying to win a fight i think it's kind of rewarding to know that you set up your team for success it's kind of a support mentality right um so yeah initiators or heavy burst i think are the most fun but kind of like purge i find myself not really i'm not really a hero spammer either i play a lot of dota and i have one level 25 dota plus hero and i got it the moment it came out right like i have a wide variety of heroes that are like gold or which higher, is but the only 25 i have is clockwork purge you and have 25 24 24
2: and no. wyvern i have like I a couple 14s or something yeah oh yeah so that's a lot of just <laughs>
1: play a lot of uh a lot of different stuff kind of like purge i think I get bored if I play the same hero like 20 games in a row. I just, Yeah, same for me. If it's one of the really new heroes, it can be fun for like a day or two. Like when Mars came out, I was just spamming Mars because it was super fun and new. But mm-hmm. eventually over time, it's just diminishing returns for me. So these players think, that are like level 30 and just keep spamming their
2: own heroes still. It's disgusting filth. Not like yeah, Filth. I think I've played almost all heroes over 20 times basically. There's like 10, 10 heroes I haven't played over 20 times.
0: Purge, let me ask Absolutely. you a question here. This is very important. Yeah. Would you say you respect me more after me telling you the following? In Dota 1, which I played for five years, and now Dota 2 for over 10 years, I've literally not once played techies. What are your My thoughts? Gonna be fuck you.
2: <laughs> don't give a fuck. Tech- All right. like techies certainly changes the game or whatever, uh different than a lot of other heroes, but like I don't I don't feel the intense passion about techies that many other dota players do so i just I it's you're not a bad person for playing techies you're a bad person he's for not smurfing. draft right like but like if you don't smurf like that's fine but like uh techies is like whatever dude go go play techies there's there's counters there's all right, solutions and then back just to stuff. you I have that
1: opinion if techies got really good i
2: wonder what your breaking point would be like <laughs> oh, yeah, by all top tier, yeah yeah exactly then... that's a that's a better way to say it like sometimes if you're like i intentionally don't play top meta heroes because i think it's unfair then i'd be like i respect you more like that's that's a a bigger like divination question to me okay Then whether or not yeah, don't give shannon that out he's just gonna justify losing
1: mmr that way i've like, lost that's enough why, that's that's for why a I do. lifetime that's why i kept picking centaur when it wasn't good man that's why
0: centaur was great uh center do you respect me more for not playing techies
1: once yeah, a bit, I Thank think. you. I appreciate that. Why? That's why we have a podcast together. Um, funnily enough, Techies was actually my favorite hero for a while in Dota 1. Really? Um, wow. I was 14, I think. Yeah, so that makes sense. <laughs> uh, no, but anyway, um, I think, I, I don't know. Like, at the same time, yeah, I respect that you don't play the hero because you don't like what it does to the game, right? Uh, so... For me, it's not so much about whether the hero is broken or not, and whether you're playing it for that, but it's because you don't appreciate the game style that it creates. I can appreciate if you have like that mentality about something, and then you just—it's something you care about, right? Sure, um, I really care about it a lot. I put a lot of thought into that one. Uh, well, okay. clearly, you haven't played it a single time, so you're specifically avoiding it because I've, you don't like the game. I wouldn't right?
0: s- actually. I'm not specifically it. Avoid- I just have never how oh, is an,
1: that possible you don't specifically avoid a hero and don't play it for like 12
0: years there is be, no way because there's literally no interest in me playing it that's all it is it's Have complete
2: you, apathy are, are there other heroes who you haven't played before yes earth spirit why don't you why don't you ask me that question keeper of the light
0: really oracle although i've played oracle and pog so i don't know if that
2: counts guys so uh, that counts. I think those are, the, I think those are all. That of them. counts. August basically. Is there anything you've never played, Perch? No. Uh, okay. Um.
1: What about you, Syndra? No, I played all heroes. Back to you. I have Sendum. one game on Arc Warden, and it was with you and A to Z, and we lost. I'm three and zero with Arc Warden. That's it the only hurt. hero I've played one game. All right. That appeals to me so little. It's on. Yeah. It's like yeah, everything about that hate. hero is what I don't like. I think
0: I hate him more really? than Techies, Actually, I played him three times. So.
1: It's a micro I, hero that is about farming and split pushing. Doesn't have yeah. burst and doesn't go in first. Like he literally, everything yeah. I just said
2: is like the polar opposite of my entire hero pool. Like when Arc Warden came out, I, I was really I was really jazzed about him because I was like, oh, I'm gonna get like Midas and I'm gonna get a blink dagger and I'm gonna get sheep stick and it's gonna be really fun. You're gonna like jump around and like disable and press all these buttons, but then like then that divine rapier shit came out where people would buy rapier and oh, stand in fountain, and it was God. like, oh, well you just that that's one thing I hate about Dota sometimes is that like it's naturally balanced on what the best strategy is. So like when something like that comes out, that's just far and away the best thing to do. It's like any of the other playstyles just get watered down and watered down and watered yeah. down until like the hero is just a fucking husk of like this is the only way to play it. You have to buy Divine Rapier, and obviously they got nerfed eventually. But like that that uh, that hurts sometimes in Dota. Kind of like clinks with Maelstrom right now, right? Like it's just
0: well, you have okay. to buy it every. game. Speaking of fun. that,
1: Purge, what do you think of the the current patch?
2: Clinks is fucking disgustingly broken. I okay. don't say that lightly, and I don't say that often. He's fucking disgustingly broken. His Bernie Brage is 70 fucking mana. 70 mana to clear an entire creep wave at like 12 minutes into the game. With like one or two last hits afterwards you can clear an entire stack you can do like two of those to clear an age 70 mana it's insane he has zero mana needs he's got a 1.75 mana regen talent at 10 that shit needs to be removed force that fucker to buy a soul ring or like a bottle or fucking something clarities maybe because like you get away with so much so and he's also got free hp regen with his ulti he's got free raw hp he's got free damage he's insanely fucking broken it's like burning barrage was like the biggest skill mistake in my opinion for a long time. They spent patches, really? Ner- yes, huh. they spent patches and patches nerfing all the ways that people could easily clear jungle camps, and then they're like burning barrage. Here you go. Let's just so you fuck would, this all up.
0: You would actually like them to remove the the skill entirely, then.
2: I mean, that needs to be nerfed, without a doubt. So what would but you like- nerf
0: other than the mana cost, like the base damage?
2: um so one of sin's ideas at, at the event was that reduce the the barrage count by like one or something right away um that would be an easy way to do it i think mana costs should be removed or reduced or sorry it should be increased um is is an obvious thing they could reduce the damage a little bit you know there's like lots of little d- different ways you could tweak it but without a doubt it, it's it, like the fact that you can clear a whole creep wave standing close to your tier one tower with no danger and it only takes like the window to gank him is like three seconds there if he comes the same moment that you're Mm -hmm. waiting it just like it makes everything too difficult and like blocking camps is not like the only way to deal with him, obviously but like he's just he's way too good And obviously there's other good heroes in the patch too but like that that skill is like legit broken it's like aoe physical damage so it solves basically all of problems here, except for that somebody has high armor or physical immunity, and you can apply modifiers. It's like the fact that it does both is insane. And I get that it has to do modifiers, so it does searing arrows or whatever for free. By the way, those don't cost mana when you shoot it. Um, but like the fact that it does both, it basically covers literally all item bases. You can buy literally any item on him. It's like mm-hmm. a better version of Acorn Shot or Pango Swashbuckle, without a doubt.
0: Yep. <clears throat> so aside from clinks how do you like the patch
2: (laughs) i wish i got home faster so that i could enjoy random stuff a little bit more but i i love the cycling of neutral items i think that's an exciting way to like create variety just remove some throw some new ones in once in a while i think that's cool um i i don't like this mentality that uh when a neutral item drops people just keep them now they're like oh well there's gonna be five anyways i naturally should just keep this there used to be sacrifice and you know being aware of your teammates <laughs> in the previous patch now it's just like oh an ocean heart as a support don't mind if i do i'm just gonna keep this because there's only five items anyways you know so i i hate when that happens when i'm playing like carry and like i get the last item and i'm like but wait i don't i get priority you know yeah. um with that said though i love getting like a keen optic drop as a support it's like the best fucking feeling in the early in the early game you are like oh shit i get a keen optic right now that shit's cool um but other than that, other than like a couple like hero outliers that are really good, you know, uh like Sven or Klinks is way worse, of course, but uh, other than a couple of hero outliers, um I'm I'm pretty happy with the patch right now. I would say. Do
1: you think I... if you were to nerf let's say if you were to nerf like Klinks and Sven, for example, what what would your approach be? Would it be lowering the value of stacking or would it be nerfing those heroes specifically like what do you think the biggest plague is on why these heroes feel so stupidly broken is it the ancient stacking or is it themselves inherently
2: i guess it is the cleave aspect like so many other heroes cleave stuff has been reduced ta uh who else was really broken stack wise
1: luna got nerfed like a bit six
2: months yeah i guess like luna and stuff like that too for like clearing stacks but these other heroes that weren't good that had natural stacking benefits, like they get buffed because they weren't good at the time and then it kinda all like collides at the same moment. It's it's usually what makes things broken in Dota, is that like somebody's been like effectively stealth buffed for months until all of a sudden they're like broken. Mm-hmm. Um, that changes things a lot. I, I read a Reddit article or a Reddit um topic about that recently, about like, oh, we should nerf stacking because it's easy or something. But it you know, it does take work and effort. Um it just, I don't know, uh, I, I maybe my maybe my game understanding isn't high enough to like truly understand how it needs to be fixed, but um, it's easy for me to look at like top heroes every game and say like they're playing them because they're top heroes and that's annoying and it makes my game harder and less fun. And frankly, I've played that clinks like two or three times now since the patch came out and every time it feels insane busted in game, every single time. It's like one of the few heroes I've played in a long time where I could tell just how disgusting the hero was power level wise, so... Sven, I fuck up with all the time. I, like, take bad fights or whatever, die. You overcommit, get disabled, and now you can't get out, you know? Clink's is like, you have so many outs. So mm. you could just kill them. You could burning barrage two or three heroes and they have to run away. You could go invis and run if they have detection, you know? Or you could just tank it, you know? I don't I don't even feel like I had to buy BKB when I play the hero. It's insane. Um, So I don't know. Yeah, probably just nerf top outliers, I guess. And same stuff as always. Put a patch in, nerf the big boys, buff the little guys then there'll be a new king that I complain about afterwards.
0: All right, final question. What are your thoughts on Dota's future? Are you optimistic? Do you think it's on a downward trajectory? Do you think we've peaked?
2: I have mixed feelings right now because um, last year I was genuinely scared. Um, There was that long stretch of time where TI almost happened, then it didn't. And then it took time for a patch to come out. And in that time period, my viewership on my Twitch stream dropped a lot like down to like 700 800 concurrence and i hadn't been below a thousand average in a long time so it was like the first time where i was like really scared that dota was dying when the patch came out it like flooded viewers in and everyone was like happy again because they're like oh i'm not bored of dota i'll watch it again so everything was mostly fine uh but it kind of like finally woke me up to the reality that dota might someday go away um with that said though the positives are that i think valve has actually done a really good job in the last nine months more or less um i think the dpc system it was delayed obviously i wish it had come out earlier it should have come out earlier uh but the dpc system as a whole i think was positive for dota obviously some negatives about it but generally good um and i think the anime came out that was fucking cool they made the new player experience finally that was really good um you know you can criticize the battle pass not contributing money to prize pool or whatever but from my perspective I have always known people buy hats because they want to buy hats. There's just people that get entitled about it and say, like, well, I bought hats to support the prize pool. You have to do what I say. And I feel I'm kinda like, mm-hmm. you you wanted the cosmetics mostly, so I don't know. So the the True. the cash grab with the last battle pass doesn't bother me that much. Um so as a whole, like I think Valve has done a pretty good job. Are they gonna always be like this? I don't know. But I, I I'm pretty content with how they've been the last year. Um with that said though, I definitely am thinking I'm I'm afraid of the future in the sense that I'm bad i feel bad at pivoting like i know that i'm a valuable uh influencer naturally i can get people to buy all the products that i want surely but um (laughs) but i'm scared that i'm like dota is not necessarily going to ever like the people that love dota obviously if dota ceases to exist right now and the servers are gone forever and they hold the ip obviously we're all going to go somewhere and like maybe i could shift to that game or that community or whatever um but it, it worries me that i that my lifestyle would change and that maybe i'd have to move or get another job or do something less comfortable, um, which is basically a guaranteed if Dota dies. So that that part worries me uh, more and more as time goes on. Um, but that's mostly like my insecurities talking, not so much like my expectations of Dota dying. But you know, my viewership has gone down a little bit. But there's like lots of things I should be doing that would help com- uh, comfort and cover me from that. So it's mostly I just need to do a better job to like make my security there and not so much like. I'm not, like, crying that Dota is dying. It's, like, it's mostly my things, I think. But with that said, like, it's not as easy as it used to be. And now I think of the days where I'd, like, stream and get, like, 4,000 viewers. And, like, I took that shit so hard for granted. I'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to stream twice a week, get 4,000 viewers. If I just did that daily, who knows how much money I would have made, you know? Or how big my profile would have been or... Maybe it would have been easier to switch to other games, that kind of stuff. So that's mm-hmm. the stuff I think about now. Sometimes when I think about like Dota's trajectory and how long it's gonna exist as an esport. I think about it for selfish reasons, obviously. But um either way, I still love Dota and I'm happy it's here. Um and maybe sometimes I get a little bit bored of the patch cycle. It's like, oh, which heroes are gonna be the good ones now? But but ultimately we're all here because we like the game. And I think Valve's and the the beta team or whatever, whoever, whoever's still updating the game has been doing a good job with the adjustments. I love talent trees. I like neutral items. There's like cool things that they've been adding, so I'm pretty hopeful for the future in terms of us all loving Dota still.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Is there anything you wanted to talk about before we get on to the aforementioned trivia?
2: I wanted to bring up bacon one last... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Can we just rehash this bacon no. conversation? I, I have to say
0: oh. that that was the best bacon I've ever had in my life. I don't know. It's because I was deprived, and it was just so satisfying to... Eat that in front of purge while he was eating liquid fucking meat,
1: and you refused to have it, right? You didn't.
2: Did have you talk any about it. the liquid meat? Uh, Did you tell everybody yeah. about the liquid meat yet? I think so. Yeah. So there was this like it was like there was this uh, sign that said local products or something <laughs> like that, and one of them looked like. Like a tube of bologna, but cut into slices. Like so it was just like little discs of liquid meat, basically. It was like
0: you squeeze it out and it just come up. Well,
2: it wasn't squeezed out. It it was it was not encased in like it wasn't like a hot dog or anything like that, or a brat or something. It was just like it clearly came out of a tube and they cut it with a knife and then you put mustard on it. It was actually quite good. But the bacon was better. Sounds fun. of enough. course it was, because it's like a, a prepared product and they probably put salt and sugar on it. But like either way, it's like I don't know why you guys. There was meat there to eat. It was just not the kind you you fuckers wanted. That's all it was.
0: That's right. Okay. So with that said, let's go on to the trivia. And of course, some of these are not remotely interesting, but we're going to do it anyway.
1: So, Shannon, you say that every time. <laughs> I know. Do you don't. realize how hard it is to come up with more and more stuff about yourself? It's so easy for you to say that when you don't have to be the. Maybe I should run
2: the trivia next time or yeah. the next I, ten times. I want yeah, to yeah, sure. website. A 100 getting to know you questions and i pulled some of them from that would you like me to send you the link afterwards that's a very purge uh, thing to do yeah is. that's good well that's okay. how i got the zephyr team name coolestwords.com
0: oh, yeah when you announced zephyr i'm like oh that's the hero from heroes of new earth are you aware of this young man a uh, great hero by the way should be ported to Dota. okay yeah. uh Sindarin. yes what was purge's family's first gaming console
1: Has he said this already? No. Would
2: you like he to hasn't. know what year I was born?
1: I I have a pretty good guess. The question is if already, they already had I already told you before. at the beginning of this
2: episode. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. first thing I said. Yeah.
0: You know, the funny thing I'm is, not set... to give him a hint, but your birth date doesn't... Wait, what year was it? 87. It could have been a couple different ones. Go ahead, in. Uh... I can give you multiple
2: choice if you'd
1: like.
0: No, no, that's too easy.
1: I'm going to say an Atari.
0: Wow. That's fucking old. That's older than me, bro. It's Jesus that's bad, bad answer.
1: Very bad maybe. answer. You're two generations off. He, he said he said his dad liked video games, right? Uh, so no, my dad they liked had, sci-fi. Nerd He could have had... Oh, yeah. true. He liked that, and that's why you got into gaming. But he could have also liked gaming himself. Then he would have had an Atari. Yeah,
2: that was a in, guess. In your world, maybe, Cinder. All right. What was the okay. answer? Uh, Super Nintendo. I missed the oh. regular Nintendo. Uh, but one of my uh, neighborhood friends had one, so I played Duck Hunt and I played oh. Pictionary on it. Oh, I didn't even know they Spider, had Duck Hunt for Mario Super Brothers. Nintendo. Oh. Our, no, no, no. no. I said my, my neighbor had, one of my, my childhood friends had one, so I did play the original Nintendo, oh, but yeah. I didn't, we didn't own it. The first one we got was the Super Nintendo at Christmas.
1: And when's the Atari from? Before Nintendo. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Isn't it from the 80s? It's the 80s. Uh, I don't know how old 77. That's Holy ten years shit. before I was born. Okay, well, yeah. never mind then. You're I take awful. it back. Yeah, then that wasn't the best guess, I guess. Yeah, good effort though. Good effort. Wow. All right. That's crazy. Is that
0: purge? Old? This is Cinderin's question. How does Sindarin like his steak?
2: Oh, not well done. That's probably how you like it, Shen, <laughs> You piece of shit. No, I would say like bacon. I would say. I think the most likely answer. Uh, Cinderin is definitely a big foodie, so I think it's pretty safe to say that it has the word rare in the description. And uh, I think the safer guess. If you were an American foodie, I'd say rare, but maybe you EU people do it different and like the best you can get is medium rare. So I'm going to, but I'm going to go with my heart and say rare is your favorite.
0: Oh, so close.
1: Is it medium rare? It's
2: medium rare. Can you legally do rare in Europe?
1: I think so, yeah. I think you can. I honestly... i have a I,
2: confident answer.
1: I don't, I don't know if I would like that specifically, clearly less than medium rare. It's just the standard thing for me to do. Yeah, uh, that's... that's, I, that's I, I, yeah. I like them both. I, I think I've had... I don't know if I've ever had like truly rare. Probably
2: somewhere in between rare and medium it's rare. It's really not that different. But, medium rare and rare are pretty yeah. similar. The, the most yeah. extreme one that I know of is blue, and it's basically like cold on the inside or some Ugh. shit. Like you can get that yeah. here somewhere, Ugh. too.
0: But. Ugh. That sounds horrible. Shannon,
2: how, how do you take your steak, Shannon? Medium. You fucking animal.
0: Is is medium the next step from medium rare? Is it one separation? Yes, it's, the next it's like and then there's
2: it's
1: like medium well and, and well. All right, medium's fine. And I don't know why it's called well done cuz it's basically the closer you get to well done the less well done it is. So this is like really weird. It's a weird word for it.
0: You know, I when I was a kid I used to get well done cuz I didn't know what it meant. Uh, You're like, I, oh, this
1: I went. No, like I went this, well. no, I went to this. To be done with I
0: went to this restaurant called Pinnacle Peak for people that are in Arizona know what it's talking about. Every time, first of all, if you go there with a tie, this was not uh, related to me at all. because Obviously, I don't wear ties, but if you wear mm-hmm. a tie, they cut it up and then they put it on like the banister. So they just have a whole thing of ties that they've cut off from people. And then if you order a well done steak or burger, they bring, instead of your plate, they first bring you a boot. And I kept doing this, like, oh, that's so fun. Oh, my God, that's awesome. They're going to put a boot here. Then later I realized they're literally making fun of me because the it's a reference to it <sighs> tasting as fucking horrible as a boot. So then I stopped mm. doing that. Well, why the did
2: they let you even order it then? I don't know. <laughs> it's America. And that's, what, and that's what it took for Shannon to understand that his meat was bad. was. <laughs> A well, bunch of adults a... building a business model around bullying their customers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like if sauce a lot, that,
2: so you'd still be there. Well, the meat is not, time.
0: not as important to me. Um, all right, Cinder, and this was believe it or not, this was a question Purge came up with. I Okay. How many pillows does Purge sleep with?
2: And by this I mean how many are on your head or in your bed? I will say not not in the bed because that could be infinite, effectively. It's right. How many how many pillows do I actively utilize when sleeping? Like what? How many pillows do I prefer to be touching and assisting my body in, in full support? If you analyze, and bonus points down. for for where they go. Uh, oh, <laughs> both on the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
1: just statistically speaking, if you come up with that question, it's not one unless you're mind gaming me. So I think two is very, safe. Reductive. I'll say two.
0: Two is correct. All right, where How are they? Where did they go? Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the real question. One, one under your head, and one under your lower back.
2: I'm gonna say nope. both heads still. Both head? No, both you guys are wrong. One, one, one under the head, uh, whichever way I'm sleeping, and the one in the uh, the fetal position. I got to hold it in there. It really? On my belly. Yeah. Oh, wow! I don't like having one there. Yeah. That's, that Did you used not
0: to me. sleep with a teddy bear or something when you were a kid, and that's your?
2: Well, it all kind of goes back to that one time I was acting for uh, that <laughs> show, and it just created this <laughs> repressed memory. I had this, yeah, understand. That well. Heavy coat was in my stomach when I embarrassed yeah. myself, and ever since then I just sleep with two pillows. Yeah, it all it all comes lined back to with that. bacon.
0: Okay, uh, purge. Yep.
2: How many countries has Cinderin lived in?
1: The
2: fuck guys live in Europe. It's not like you could like walk to like eight different countries right now. Um, it's like the States, yeah. But just he so close. lived, not visited, lived. Yeah, I know, but he's probably he's been homeless for so long. I mean, he's basically lived everywhere. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, a joke that doesn't make sense will land great. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to say Denmark is a pretty safe bet. I'm going to say... Germany is a safe bet. Uh um let's throw in a third for a study no, you weren't studying abroad, you were playing games for a living. Uh how oh, about the team house shit too? I'm gonna say I think it's pretty safe to say like a range of three to four, and I'm gonna go with four.
1: Two. It's two. Damn. Was it Germany? And it was the right two that you said. So Okay. I was like, be. he's good. He's got this down, but then it, All right. I could tell you were digging for Bonus more. Bonus question. You couldn't come yeah. up with them. So you I thought actually there would be chaos in there. Damn. You couldn't come up with them.
0: Bonus question for both of you. I'll let Purge go first since Cinder and Mike already know this. I can't remember. How many countries have I lived in? Arizona. Country of Arizona. Okay, so one. That's it.
2: Okay. Wait, is this, is this my question? That was your, a joke answer. Yeah, so okay. your question and then uh, Lived in? Yep. Oh, Two. I can give
0: you a clue as to how long I've lived, if that helps. Oh, wait, that
2: would give away how many <laughs> i lived Yeah, I was like, can you tell me how many, how many years you've lived in each country you've lived in? I'll just add. Uh, I'm, I'll say it's probably two to three, and I'd say two. Okay, Sindarin? I'm going to say three. Okay, can you, it is three.
1: Can you name them? Uh, USA, Iran, and Saudi Arabia? No. Oh. No, wait, wait, wait. One of them is uh shit. It's uh So
0: Saudi Arabia is correct, USA obviously, yeah. and then a third.
1: Was it? Canada. I can give you a clue if you'd like. Is it okay, so something tells me it's an island in Central Europe. Okay. Is it Cyprus? Very good, Cinderin. Yeah. Six months in
0: Cyprus, and by the time I left, I had a British fucking accent. True story. How old were you? Uh like seven, maybe? Okay. We we went because the, the there was the Gulf War, desert storm in Saudi Arabia, Iraq area, oh. Middle East in general. So we had to evacuate all U.S. citizens. So we went to Cyprus.
2: Can I share too? Do you guys want to guess how many countries I've lived in? Sure. Let me do the math really quick here.
0: Uh, I'm going to say one, you got- unless you consider California a country.
2: <laughs> Shannon, you're really bad at this. <laughs> you're really fucking
0: bad so at this. Korea, USA, and... okay. That's better. That's probably it. I'll say two. Have you lived in Canada too? Wisconsin's basically Canada, but it's, it's similar. That's it a lot of crossovers. I would say three.
2: What's the first two? I think just three, yeah. Uh, just I lived in the UK for three months for a study book.
0: Oh. Okay. All right. Final all question for both of you, both related. Uh Cinderin, what is Purge's dog's name? This is not multiple choice. Not multiple choice. Oh my fucking! This is, God. You really I, don't you know, know anything so about purge. You know, I even know his fucking yeah. dog's name.
2: I was like, too easy. It was way too easy. Oh,
1: I'll know it. I, I've heard it before for sure. But shit, can give you a clue she, if you'd like. She's not here. I mean, he's not going to get a clue on mine either, right? So it's only fair. He might already know yours. Do you have an I animal? <laughs> I knew neither of you'd
2: get this right.
1: Uh, what's your dog called again? Shit, that's it. Shit, I'm blanking. I can't remember. You want to give him a clue? Uh,
0: I'll give it. Uh, I shit. guess it's yeah, an item in Dota. Oh, we can narrow right, it down further just look if at you the
2: like. Items real quick. Oh, my. okay. Purge,
0: you can go next. Uh, what is Cinderin's dog's name?
2: I only sort of remember, like after you said something, I was like, did he get a dog? Oh, that's right. The The most common dog name, without a doubt, is Luna. That is the safest bet if I know absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, I'm just going to go with Luna. I don't think it's right, but it's it's my like 12% chance of getting it.
0: Incorrect. Cinderin, so what's your guess? Even though you got the hint already. Okay, I'll give you a hint. It's a vegetable purge. His is a vegetable? Yeah, and technically, purges is as well. Cinderin, <laughs> you guys have some relation there, I suppose.
1: Well, then it's not Midas, because I was kind of <laughs> thinking about Midas. <laughs> is your dog called Tango? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, so I Tango. I something
2: that would that would go on the DL for normies. They wouldn't like know that it was a nerdy ass game name, you know. Oh, that's good. That's a good dog name. I feel like we could ask the and dog question every guest episode and
0: nobody's
1: going to get it right.
2: <laughs> do you post anything on social media, Cinderin? I do.
1: I've posted a couple of pictures of my dog. It has its own Instagram that's run by on Twitter though. Oh, that's why yeah, it's all on
2: Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I don't use Instagram that much. Same. Name Not, a except vegetable. Except for dog photos, actually.
0: Name a vegetable that you would be disgusted taking a bite out of.
2: <laughs> mm. Artichoke. Did you name your dog Artie? Really?
0: Artichoke? <laughs>
2: No. Um, Last a guess. Vegetable I'd, a it, vegetable, I'd be disgusted taking a bite out of. It. You're not a good weather vein here for this. All right, but, so you um, can give a
0: you can give a hint if you'd like.
1: What I color don't know how is I the Give a hint
2: about this. What color is the vegetable if it's not obvious? It's a vegetable
1: know. that is used in almost any cooking you can think of. Onion. Western. Yeah. Onion the danish add- word for onion okay i was gonna say I was like, <laughs> oh, a, a <laughs> terrible dog <laughs> onion i think i think onion. onion would be a really bad dog name but the danish one is Loy, which is a lot better for a dog lloyd. <laughs> okay. kind of sounds like lloyd no. okay like right. it's yeah. a good dog call okay
2: yeah onion yeah. Anyway,
1: yeah, i always we don't th- th- call I always him onion i always thought Jan. like jen is the what? only person in the world that calls my dog onion he does it all the time so people <laughs> think it's called onion it's actually really annoying
2: <laughs> Are there any other dog names that you think would be bad? Like, cause I always think of like w- what I would sound like when I'm yelling at my dog at a dog park, and I always thought the worst name would be like pickles, to like like a word that just doesn't sound good. Angry, you'd be like, pickles, come here. I have a, Dad, I have one pickles. for you.
0: That what? I've I've screamed in a parking lot before and offended women. Bacon horse. If you say it really <laughs> loud from a distance, it sounds like whore. So, yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) or whores, whores, yes,
0: multiple. There's many women that were offended by that one. Okay, that's a a bad dog name. That a really. (laughs) That brings us to the end of episode 119. Purge, thank you for coming on as a guest. Do you have any final words for everybody out there?
2: Um, no.
0: Okay, thanks a lot.
2: That's so good.
1: Until
0: next time, Suns fan Cinderin and Purge signing out. Goodbye. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah.